Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hello, and thank you for joining me today for Conversations and Support for Targeted Individuals. Today is Sunday, October 9, 2016, and I am your host, Renata. hope everybody's doing well. We had hurricane weather um, here in the U.S. and other places, so I pray that you and your loved ones are, are well today. Um, we'll just start out with a song, and this is uh, Praise on the Inside by Jay Moss. It's on the inside that I can't keep to myself. A holler stirring up from the depths of my soul. So excuse me if I seem a little giddy or maybe even strange. But praise is the way I say Thank you. 
Open us up in prayer, star eight. If you'd like to read a scripture, star eight. Start uh, offering for you guys to do that if you'd like to. It's a good way to to get comfortable with speaking um, in front of people and just to, to do your share of contributing to the call if you'd like to do that. So if you would like to open us up in prayer, star eight. Like to read a scripture? Star eight. I have a scripture picked out. If you if you want me to give you the scripture I have picked out, you can read it if you like. Star eight. Anybody? Go on once. Let me refresh to make sure I'm online. Properly, and I'm going to try to remember to offer this every um, every week. So, if you don't do it this week, maybe you want to do it next week. Totally up to you. And if I forget, remind me because I'm so used to doing it myself. Um, but I do. I would like for you guys to participate in this part. So, start eight if you have a scripture. If you don't, I have one. You can just read it. Um, let's start eight if you'd like to open us up in prayer. All right. Okay. Well, Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to come together once again to lift your name up. We thank you for your all-sufficient grace that has carried us through so far, Lord. Thank you for keeping us strong in our weakest hour. Your word says, let the weak say I'm strong. So we profess our strength in you, Lord. Thank you for all the survival skills you've taught us through these calls, Lord, and through other means that has helped us to continue in the midst of all the darkness that surrounds us. For you, Lord, are the light of this world, and your light shines through us, and we say thank you. Touch all of the families who lost their loved ones in the hurricanes and the floods that struck different parts of the world this past week. Thank you for the survivors, those who survived through all of the harsh weather conditions, Lord. Help those who lost their homes and their loved ones and their cars and their their other properties, Lord. Help them to rebuild their communities and to strive, Lord, like never before. And let them know that it is you who, who helped them to survive all of that, Lord. 
Let your spirit shine through on this call, Lord. Let something be said here today that will feed our spirits mentally and spiritually, Lord. You said the prayers of the righteous availeth much. So we thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Does anybody have a scripture they'd like to share? All right. Let's see. I had a scripture here. The scripture comes from Matthew 5, verses 8 through 12. It's the King James Version. It says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Amen. So let's go back to uh, verse 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay, that word persecuted. That means the Lord say, blessed are you who are being harassed who are being oppressed, who are being annoyed, who are being ridiculed, who are having these smear campaigns against you, blessed. Call yourself blessed. Okay? Verse 11, blessed are you when men shall revile you. That means talk bad about you, gossip about you, slander you, tell lies on you. The Lord said you are blessed. He said the prophets who came before you, they went through the same thing. Those prophets were killed for the gospel's sake. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. He's describing us. He's describing the targeted individuals. We go through the harassment. We go through the pains in our bodies. We go through being ostracized. We go through the oppression. We go through all of that. And the Lord called us blessed because he said these are the ones who will be rewarded in heaven. Amen? Amen. So it's not all bad. It seems bad, but it's not all bad because our reward will be great in heaven if we have given our lives to the Lord. Read Romans 10 and 9 if you want to know how to do that. Amen? Amen. So if I didn't say welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you all are here today. There's been uh, horrible weather conditions around the world. Um, I believe it was Haiti, the Bahamas, some parts of Georgia, um, and Florida. And I believe North Carolina as well, but I'm not positive about that. Um seen really bad rain and floods and hurricanes and people have lost their lives and their properties and their pets and and all kinds of things. So we pray for those people and we keep them lifted up. And I hope that um, I did speak with some of you who I know are in those areas and for the ones who I spoke with 
who come to this call and other TIs that I know, um, they seem to be doing well. Um, the electricity was out in a lot of places, but I think that has been restored. So thank you, Lord, that everybody is um, seeming to be okay. I um, particularly thought about the people in um, in the Bahamas because, as you guys know, that's where we went for our summer vacation this year, and that was my first time. Um, but I, I really uh, had sorrow for them because I remember when we were there, we saw a lot of people uh, preparing for this weather. They were preparing for, for what has just happened. And they were taking this bamboo, and I believe the bamboo came off the trees. I wish I would have took a picture of that. But um, they were they were braiding it for their roofs to prepare for the hurricane season. So you saw a lot of people working on their roofs, and they were doing it themselves with their bare hands. They were braiding all this bamboo together and, and putting it on the roof so that their houses could withstand the hurricane. And, um, and I thought about those people because even though we have it bad, other people have it worse. Believe me, if you've ever been out of the country into a third world country, you will see that we we have we we definitely go through things, not trying to minimize, but it could always be worse. I have a picture from the Bahamas of a little girl going to um the local water well to fill up jugs for her family. And that's how they get their water. And this part of it, not all of it is is poverty stricken like that, but it was almost like either you live real good there or you live real bad. I didn't see any in between, and um, and I thought about those people because a lot of uh, most of them they make their money off of hustling, off of the things that they make with their hands, and even the smallest kids they make things and they sell them, so they make their money off of tourism. And when uh, when the hurricane season comes, they don't they don't make money. They make their money by braiding hair on the streets, by driving people around, tourists around, like they drove us around. And that's how they make their money. So when it's when the weather's bad, they 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 can't make money, and many of them don't eat. So I particularly thought about them, probably just because I learned about their culture. Um, this past summer, and and I prayed for those people. So keep keep all the people, all the victims of the hurricane, um, keep keep them in your prayers. Let's not forget about those people. Okay, so again, welcome. If there are any visitors here, uh, welcome to this call, and and thank whoever sent you here. Thank them for us. Uh, the purpose of this call is to process what's happening to us, to share information and to support one another. We try to be a supportive, nurturing environment, um, try to share ideas. Um, there is more than one way to join the call. You can dial in, which most people did. You can listen through the chat room by going to talkshoe.com and putting in the code 114616, and that only works when the call is on live. Um, you can also listen to the archives. There are years worth of archives there, and I try to label the um, the title of the show accurately so you'll kind of get an idea by reading the label what the call is about. If you'd like to get on the distribution for this call, please send me an email at remu2 at hotmail.com. 
and I will put you on the distribution, which I send out every week. And if there's an extra call or the call's going to be canceled, you'll you'll know about it. Um, also, if you just want to send me an email, send me an email at that same email address. Uh, let's see. There is there is a lady who contacted me, and she is looking for someone to help her to type up a humanitarian statement. I don't know exactly what that is. Um, she said that she has most of it already written down, but because of the type of targeting she receives, it is hard for her to focus and hard for her to really uh, put it in the proper format. So she says that the finished product would be about one to two pages, and she said that um, she she just needs someone to just help her to gather her thoughts and I guess maybe do a little research. She would prefer someone who knows a little bit about a humanitarian statement. I don't know about that, me personally, um, but I'm sure with a quick Google search, you can probably uh, get a gist to what it's about. So if you are a person that enjoys writing or um, – and, and I don't think you have to, like, come up with a lot based on the conversation I had with her. It sounds like she already has the direction that she wants to go in, but she just needs someone to um, to help her to gather her thoughts together. Um, she is a Moor. I don't know a lot about the Moors. I think they have their own government, like they denounced their citizenship or something like that. I, I don't I don't know the details of that either. Um, but she said that she may be willing to pay a little. I don't know how much. I didn't ask. I don't know if she's willing to pay five cent or five hundred dollars. I don't know. So if if she doesn't, and she did use the word, she may be willing to pay. So if you are interested, you should establish all of that from the beginning. Um, please don't come back and say Renata sent me to somebody who didn't follow through because I'm telling you now on this recording that I did not ask about the pay. She just made the comment that she may be willing to pay. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means if the finished product is good or if she got her check this month. I don't know if it means a nickel or $12,000. I don't know. I don't really know the lady. She contacted me. Um, But I will say this. The person who she said referred her to me is a person that I trust very much and I've known a long time. So, um, you know, if you are interested, she sounded like a decent lady to me. That was the first time I ever talked to her. So I'm giving you the information that she gave me, okay? She's looking for someone to help her type up a humanitarian statement. And I'm sure with a quick Google search, you can figure out what that is. Um, If one person, if more than one person um, emails me or tells me today that they're interested, I will give her all of the people's names who's interested, and she'll decide who she wants to to work with, okay? So if you hear that one person's interested, it still should not um, discourage you because she'll just have more people to choose from. And you can talk to her and see if it works for you, and she can talk to you to see if it works from her, for her, okay? Amen. Sounds like a nice lady, but, again, I don't know her. All righty. I think that's it. As far as the announcements go, I think that's it. 
Let me see. All right. So if you will just check in, see how everybody is doing. Uh, Star eight, if you would like to speak. Question of the day. Um, Do you think any of your life has been orchestrated through this program? And if so, how much? And only share what you want to share. But I was thinking about this because I've heard people say that um, they feel that their jobs were orchestrated, their um, education, they believe, has been orchestrated, um, uh, where they live has even been orchestrated. I remember one lady told me a long time ago that um, she was put in a mental institution, you know, how they do TI. She was put in a mental institution, and uh, a couple days prior to her getting out, these newspapers, she was seeing newspapers all around on the tables and things, and she didn't think anything of it, but they would be open to the uh, to the one ass and to the apartments and things. And um, so when she got out, she had to find a place. So she would naturally, when she was in there, she would she would look at these newspaper ads and and just kind of okay, well this is already open to the apartments, and so she'd browse these apartments and things. And when she got out, she went uh, and found an apartment in 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 a particular area. And then years later, she realized that all of that was orchestrated because those um, newspaper ads were always open to a certain particular area, and that's where she ended up living, and that turned out to be a nightmare for her. So um, I was just thinking about that, all of that. Um, I've heard people say that their friends have been orchestrated, um, relationships, where they work, and all kind of things. So do you think that any of your life has been orchestrated? And if you want to share which part of it you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Okay, star eight if you'd like to speak. And and you don't have to even answer that question. You can talk about whatever you like. Okay. Hello. 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 Yes, hi. Hi. I didn't hear you um call the state. But um yes, I was saying on um a previous call how uh that that now I've realized that I've probably been targeted since birth, um, because of my blood type and um mm-hmm. even my mother since her birth, you know, because she has the same blood type. Anyway, mm-hmm. um looking back you know, I could look at very, you know, specific instances and everything in my life and see how, you know, those things were orchestrated. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in my life right now, you know, I consistently, you know, have doctors and medical professionals, you know, look me dead in the face, tell all kinds of lies. You know, they go back and um, change my medical records, et cetera, et cetera. My medical records have been illegally obtained and altered, you know, and so on and so forth. But even looking back before I knew about any of this and definitely before my targeting, um, you know, became what it is today, um, I think I that even back then, so for instance, with uh, my pregnancy with my daughter, uh, they lied and told me that I was pregnant in my tubes. You know, it turns out it was not true at all. 
then they also lied and told me that um that it was likely that my child would have uh I had taken some test. It's some test that you have to take during some point in your pregnancy. You have to drink this like really sugary drink. And um in taking that test they told me that, oh, you know, there was a chance that um, she could have Down syndrome, et cetera, et cetera, and they just, like, described all these, like, horrible <laughs> scenarios to me. Um, they were trying to do an amnio, which I wouldn't allow them to do it because of the risk they described and everything. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, you know, of course, for me, <laughs> this being my first child and everything, it, it caused all kinds of stress and trauma and da-da-da. They ended up um, saying that, you know, enabling me as having a high-risk pregnancy, and then I was having doctor's visits around the clock and um, uh, sonograms, et cetera, et cetera. And what I've realized now is that the same way (laughs) that the human experimentation was happening with me and the targeting and everything else, which I was not aware of, and my daughter came here, she was perfectly healthy, no issues, no Down syndrome, no spina bifida, or all these other horrible things that they describe. And really, I just think they wanted to begin testing on her even before she was born. Um, so I think that's the reason they wanted to do the amniocentesis. Um, I think they wanted to see if she was Rh negative as well. And um, anyway, that's that's just one of many instances. When you mentioned the ladies, um, even her living where she lives being more frustrated, um, I had been applying for apartments, and so I had applied for this apartment um, maybe two weeks prior to a different apartment. And um, at this one place, I got denied immediately. You know, I guess they did not want me there. But then two weeks later, I applied for this other place, and I get approved for that one immediately. And I later found out once I um, moved into the apartment and everything, um, kind of get settled there. I found out that the property owner was actually um, serving time. He was actually like, finishing up a sentence for bribery and corruption in my county. He had been um, bribing county officials and um, was serving a three year sentence. So he was finishing up in one of those. Uh, transitional, you know, facilities. Mm-hmm. And um, the the funny thing is, I'm like, this is the entire reason that they approved me for this particular apartment. They wanted me here, um, both he, his son, and they moved all kinds of people into my building. So they moved their family and their friends into my building to be able to use these devices on me nonstop, to be able to play all kinds of mind games to be able to come in and out of my apartment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, so, yeah, absolutely, they do orchestrate circumstances. And for me, it was both in my personal life and in my professional life. Okay, well, thank you for sharing. Tell me your name mm-hmm. again, because I know your voice, but I, I, you, sound, you and someone else sound very similar. I'm from D.C. I'm, I'm the one from D.C. If if that makes me, if, you know, if that triggers your memory at all. Okay. We, we will call you DC. Um, with the um, RH blood, right? I'm sorry, what did you say? With the RH blood? 
Yeah, AB negative. No, AB negative. Okay. I mean, I'm already negative, which is already rare. I think that's like 15% of the population. And I'm AB negative, which is like 1% of the population. I think even okay. less than that. Yeah. You you and someone else sound very similar, so uh, excuse me for asking, but I have to. I'm just trying to remember. Okay. okay. Thank you for sharing. Because you know you come across as um on the board you come across as Maryland. I come across as what? Uh huh. Because it shows uh people's state, the state that they're calling from, and yours comes across as West Maryland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just because um I mean you know with the. In that metropolitan area, you you never know with the first three digits. You know the the prefix is you you never know whether it's DC, Maryland, or Virginia. Um, just depending on the um prefix, you you won't really know. Okay. All right. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Star eight. If you'd like to speak, the question of the day is: Do you feel that any of your life was orchestrated? So many people feel like uh, with the targeting, when they look back, they can see that a lot of this didn't happen naturally. Hello? Yeah, hello. Hi, Jerome. Hi there. Yeah, it's um, it's hard to, it's hard to um, differentiate because everything is so intertwined. But I'm pretty sure that my martial arts, since I've been doing it since I was 13, 14 years old, that it's been, um, you know, that's a separate um, situation from the targeting. But it's uh, it's hard to tell you what's, uh, you know, targeting. I know they try to control your geography, where you live. They try to control mm-hmm. your, um, you know, uh, the kind of job that you get. Um, yeah, it's just um, they try to manipulate your... Um, your uh, your entire existence, and they do it slowly. So um, they infiltrate into your personal life, into your you know into your life slowly. It's just like a, a slow poison. If you're not aware of it, it can uh, overcome your life, and you're you can be unaware of where it begins and where it ends. And so mm-hmm. it's um it's a it's a pretty not a tricky question. It's like you'd have to really put some, uh, you know, um, some brain power to it. But um, they don't control every aspect of my life. They don't control when I karaoke. They don't, they don't control when I decide to have fun, you know, because I try to keep things fun, spontaneous where, um, you know, I try not to plan it too far in advance. Sometimes I just right off the board to say this is what I'm going to do for today or whatever. Or even if I have a plan, I'll change it mid-stride. So just to keep things interesting and just to keep uh, – my, um, you know, my life from being uh, totally infiltrated by these scumbags and vampires. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's about it. Okay. Thank you, Jerome. Okie dokie. Okay. The question of the day for those of you who just joined is, do you think uh, any of your life was orchestrated? If so, which parts, if you don't mind sharing, you don't have to share, but you can just simply answer yes or no. Um, like Jerome said, it can be difficult to determine which parts um, have been, if any, orchestrated. But every now and then you will have like an aha moment, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That didn't happen naturally. So uh, just just wondering. I had told a story for those of you just joining uh, where this, this lady um, 
who used to come to this call, she said that they had put her in a mental institution and she needed to find a place when she got out of there. She needed to, uh, that was one of the conditions actually for her getting out is that she had a stable place to live. And she would notice that there would be newspapers sitting around the table in the facility and they were always uh, turned to the, the apartment section. And she didn't think anything of that at the time because she needed to look for apartments, so that was fine with her. So she looked through, and um, and finally she found one, and she was able to get out, and she moved in. And, and then it, it dawned on her some years later, wait a minute, those newspapers were always turned to a certain um, section of this particular city, and that's where she ended up living, and that ended up being a perk-filled area, perk-filled apartment building, and her life was just miserable there. But when she looked back, she realized that that was all orchestrated, and they kind of got that um, that area of that city in her mind and planted in her mind because those newspapers were always, all, always turned to that particular section, but she didn't think anything of that at the time. But um, when she looks back, that was definitely an orchestrated event in her life. So for whatever reason, I was thinking about that this morning. So that's how the question of the day came up. Was any of your life orchestrated? I can definitely see that um, some of mine was. In fact, many parts of it was. Um, Okay. Hello, targeted and harassed. Hi, Renata. I am going to skip the question of the day because I don't understand it too much, but I am going to say this about that. I do know, and I know this for a fact, that they do place a lot of different ads on your computer when you're looking at certain things to try to lead you in a certain direction. So I That's do true. Know, that's a good so, example. So mm-hmm. I do know that they do that, and I know that for a fact. So that's all I'm going to say on that until I understand that, that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, but now i got some papers to read, and I hope you allow me to read them, okay? Because okay. some things that I think that... I need to say I haven't said everything, but I'm going to say this today. Okay, Renata Renata often asks the question, what is your purpose? I now believe my purpose is to inform the newly targeted individuals. I don't have any books to sell, but what I have to give you is the truth. What happens in the beginning and progresses into years of abuse I want to inform you to the best of my ability so you won't have to suffer years of not knowing how this process works. I want to inform anyone who is on illegal drugs or selling drugs to stop immediately because you are being watched 24-7. I am not on illegal drugs or sell illegal drugs, but they treated me like I was a drug dealer. I was and still am having drug-sniffing dogs put in my presence. They hide drug dogs in cars and park next to you. They have the dogs walk down the streets or come down the alley or wherever you are. The dogs are in the disguise of pets. Even though I know that there were no illegal drugs on, wait, on, For around me, you have the fear that someone you talk to or come to work on your house might plant drugs. Also knowing that someone comes into our homes and can plant any type of drug. I want to share this and many other things so you as new targets won't have to go through years of fear. 
and unknowing like so many of us who have been targeted for years. The only money I have obtained is insurance money because my daughter died. One call, one phone call would have confirmed that. Also, they have access, access to all your bank records. I want to thank Renata for exposing perps on the call. We that are under 24-hour surveillance and abuse are to build each other up. When you are under 24-hour surveillance, your life takes on a drastic change. As the days of your surveillance begins, your knowledge will increase. That is something going on in your life. I want to expose all those involved with my surveillance at the local level. So much street theater, mobile, mobile traffic, etc. My computers, phones, house, car, all hacked and bugs, just like yours. With the knowledge God has given me that everything I, I uh, know, wait, and, the, and God has given me the knowledge that I mean everything is being under surveillance tactics. I now know that God has given me the power over all my enemies. In your attempt to discredit me, you are going to finally expose yourself. You made so many uh, recordings, reports, photos of me. I want to expose those on the local level that are involved with my targeting. I have stated on the call that Neighborhood Watch is covertly harassing me. I want to subpoena former Attorney General Eric Holder, who has knowledge of the Neighborhood Watch program. I want to uh, uh, subpoena former Chief Mark Becker and Mayor of East Chicago, Indiana, Anthony Copeland, so their expertise can be used as to what and who are involved with the activities of Neighborhood Watch. Everyone be aware of anyone who comes into your life because of the possibility they are only there to assist in your surveillance. Uh, so much knowledge is becoming available concerning our torture. I look forward to testifying on behalf of those that are truly targeted because we know that a lot of the same tactics is being used on all targeted individuals. The world is going into a different stage, the age of total technology. No one is safe from being under surveillance, covertly and overtly. God is still in control, and with the power he has given me, I can truly say I am ready to continue my fight for all those that are under surveillance and abuse. For those of you who have the knowledge of technology, please share. Everyone, please document and or share with someone what is happening to you. Just like everything else, this is going to come to an end. Be ready, everyone, because the day will come when your voice will be heard. I've got so much to share because God has told me. In Isaiah 54 and 7, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And I thank you, Renata, for allowing me to share. B.
because I'm no longer afraid to say it, say it and I'm going to get everything out there that they do so that newly toddlers won't have to go through years and years and years to find out what they do. We're going to lead them from the beginning all the way up until now so they, they, they don't have to live and feel like we did. Thank you, Renata. Thank you very much. I just love when you share. Thank you, so, Renata. Okay, let me put you on. Hang on one second. Okay. Okay, thank you, Targeted Harass. Thank you, Renata. Okay, the question of the day is, do you believe any parts of your life um, has been orchestrated through this targeting program? Or if it hasn't happened to you personally, do you believe it's possible? There's a movie that kind of um, demonstrates this a bit, and it's called, um, let's see, I saw it a long time ago. I think it's like 2003 movie. It's called Now You See Me. It has, I think it's Woody Harrelson and a couple other uh, actors and actresses that you may know. But it, it kind of shows, um, it, I think it more talks about illusion because they're magicians, and it talks about illusions, which is a lot of part of this targeting as well. Um, it talks about time travel. Um, but it also shows how this guy, I'm just trying to remember this movie as I talk, but it kind of uh, shows how this guy ended up, I think it was Paris, where he went to. Um, and he really didn't have any desire to go to Paris or anything. I, I think it was Paris. He went, He ended up going somewhere. Uh, but throughout the movie, things would happen like he'd just be walking down the street and he'd see people with Paris T-shirts on. Um, a couple of days later, he's somewhere and people are speaking um, uh, French and he's somewhere else and someone um, – Someone says to him, like, we, we. So all of this is getting in his mind. See, all of this is getting in his mind. The next thing you know, he wants to go to Paris or wherever it was. It may not have been Paris. But these are the type of things they do. They implant thoughts into people's minds. So you don't really even realize why you're doing what you're doing or why you're making the decisions you make. It's all part of the mind control. So that's a good movie. It's called Now You See Me or Now They See Me or something like that. Okay, star eight if you'd like to speak. Hmm. Hi, James. Hi. James. Hi. Um, I today's question was um have you ever been has your life ever been orchestrated? And I think the first time I realized that that happened, um, it was way before I was targeted and I, I think this is probably the root of my targeting. I, I was working at um, Lockheed, well, at the time it was Martin Marietta, but it, it they merged with Lockheed Martin Marietta and, and turned into Lockheed Martin Marietta. It was at uh, a uranium enrichment plant in Piketon, Ohio. And um, I felt that they were doing something similar to MK Ultra. Um, they had um, Lots of Navy people there, ex-Navy people. And I remember 
offering to help one of them to move and and I observed this the his supervisor dressing him down because he was supposed to do things a different way and I realized that he was not supposed to be talking to me and um that I had a handler and I had only one handler and I was supposed to only talk to that handler isn't that crazy that's like um that's like some kind of abuse it's like um psychological abuse and I had that the entire time I was there at at uh um well I I performed a function when I first got there and I think that that was why I was supposed to be there but then um things changed and the, there was a strike it had been going on for about uh a couple of years and it lasted all oh, probably 5 years and I was there at that place for 5 years and and uh well the reason I went there was because I was uh, an electrician, electronics technician, and um, they needed people to support that. And when it was over, they didn't need those people anymore, and they used me. First of all, they used me to um, to get me there under false uh, false pretenses, thinking that I was um, well. I was there to be a programmer, and they got me to do the the electronics, which is what they wanted in the first place. And um, once that was done, they uh, seemed to be harassing me, like like it happens now. I went to the to the um, yeah. This is kind of interesting. I went to the infirmary once. I had a stomach ache, and um, it was. I don't know, some kind of flu. And the nurse gave me a uh, thing to drink. It was like it, there was two cups, two little Dixie cup things. And I drank it and I got really high. And I think they were testing a tooth serum on me and they were asking me questions that were kind of related to someone testing truth serum. And um, But it didn't work, I felt. Although I remembered... I remembered a phone number I had from years past, but I couldn't remember my own phone number that I had currently, which was interesting. So let me um, ask you something, Jane. So truth serum is real. I've heard of that. Does it really exist? It's they they oh, yeah. they seem to think it did. Oh yeah. And like I said, I remembered my phone number from years past, like like a number like five years or ten years before. But I couldn't remember the phone number I had currently. Hmm. Interesting. Like you couldn't remember your own phone number, but you remembered one from when you were younger. Right. Interesting. So that's your short yeah. short term memory versus your long term memory. Basically. Uh yeah. And and they had these Navy guys, they were um skilled at doing this uh, harassment group gang stalking, cause stalking, or whatever you call it. And uh, I was, they, I was not to, well, they knew that I was not to talk to them. They had people following me to the bathroom. It, you know, it was the same kind of crap. And But they were all already in on it. You know, they were all, this is what they did on the ships that they were on that chased the, chased the uh, weakest guy off the boat kind of thing. And um, they were always harassing people. It's just terrible. 
and I felt that it was I feel now that it that it was uh psychological harassment and psychologically damaging and um so that's what I went through the whole time I was there and I I even left early I I left 6 months before the 5 years that I would have been vested to get a full pension which was um which I never would have done they I never would have left 6 months I certainly could have lasted another 6 months but they were um harassing me so much with this and I had never been exposed to it before that I uh it caused me to leave so I felt that whole thing was orchestrated and this is what we find out the government does now, and I, I didn't know it at the time. And I think uh, a lot of my life is orchestrated now. These perps inject themselves into your life somehow. They 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 uh, put themselves in a place where you'll be at the same time. Like I, I went to uh, volunteer for at the local fish fish hatchery to um, to help with uh, you know doing. Uh, spawning, you know, they, they, uh, the fish and wildlife has a, a lot to do with that. And this guy was there who I'm pretty sure, I know, and Donna agrees too, that he's a perp. And he he was put himself there or put there just to um, interact with me. And what they try to do is get into your, be friends, but they're not really your friend. They're just there for, um, to, uh, find information about you to assist in the in the like that lady said to assist in the in the uh, surveillance and uh, you know I, that is the weirdest stupid dumb thing I could ever and I would never be friends with anybody that was doing that kind of thing and I, I think there's another man who we've become friends with who is who may be um, deceived into doing something like that I'm going to find out about that too. This whole thing is is so weird and stupid. Do you realize that these because of this, these people are being paid, and what they're doing is going into every neighborhood in this country, and they're part of neighborhood watch groups. And what they do is they coordinate the torture through the neighborhood watch groups. When they want to change some part of the torture, they they have a meeting of all the neighborhood watch people and um, decide how you are going to be dealt with or tortured, I think it's the most ridiculous, stupid thing. And the reason I think that is because these people are disrupting the normal flow of human interaction in a neighborhood. They are causing everybody to be fearful, and they're causing everybody to um, pull into themselves, not trust each other anymore, but only trust this this crazy... Um, these crazy morons who are kind of like they're not really in charge, but they've kind of put themselves as though they're in charge, and then people might go to them. I can see why they might and 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 not trust other people and and then just give information about the ones they want to find out stuff about and this is all for the purpose of making money, making gobs of money. the corporations are making gobs of money on this they want you to be fearful. They want you to mistrust your neighbors. They want you to fight with your neighbors. They want you to, you know, this whole thing is geared towards them making money off of people who are being used and abused, used as human experiment victims, 
this whole thing is is got to stop. And uh, I'm so glad that Bill Binney came to that uh, Ella's call the other day because it it seems like we're given a chance now to rise up and take over and take back our neighborhoods first and then our country. Thank you. Thank you, James. How's Donna doing? Is she did she want to speak? Hi. Hi, Donna. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm having a good day today. Um, made tours that and it was really good. Um, I I thought lately that I'm probably MK Ultra, and um, there's just everybody that's ever known me has just been amazed at how much crisis and how much pain I've had in my life, and and even counselors will tell me I've never known anybody that has had as much as you have it's a, and when my son got killed the therapist told me that uh even before he got he killed that he didn't know how i was making it um no medication or anything so anyway um that was an overwhelming year but after that it seemed like people were coming out of the woodwork to know me. And and uh, that's, thinking back, that's kind of like one of the hurrahs. But um, when I went up to Arizona to live by my kids, um, the last time I was there, this apartment opened up. I mean, I just went there on a, just thinking, you know, maybe, maybe, probably not, but maybe it'll open up. And I did, and it did open up. And I was just like thinking, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, thank you. And and then I said, oh, it's going to be on my birthday when I'm going to be able to get in here. And she got tears in her eyes like she was going to cry. And I thought, that's really weird. And that's the apartment, in one of the apartments, but the main apartment that I just had a total working over (laughs) in every way. And, And then when I left Arizona and went up to Northern California, um... All of a sudden, this lady popped up and offered me a place. She knew I was going to be homeless. And what went on there was, like, way orchestrated, way. And there are just a lot of things like that. And I'm not so sure that it's always a bad orchestration. I think that there actually could be some good orchestrations along with it. Well, what you described just described how the lady just out of nowhere offered you a place to stay. That's a perfect example, though, of how things can be orchestrated. Right, Especially and she was at me. she was at a Christian uh, celebrate recovery meeting on a Friday night, and uh, she was nowhere in the ballpark of being a Christian, and 
but they were nice people. I, I, it amazes me. You know, it, it's like I look at some of these people and I go, how on earth can they be involved with this? But I have no doubt. I mean, generators and being charged constantly and and just, oh, many, many things that go around it. And uh, so anyway, that, that's a couple things. And... I I feel sorry for people like when I was alone it it's really hard to get any stability if everybody's pretty well written you off like I'm sorry you're going through that but what can I do and you're really left to your own resources and they keep getting less and less right. and I felt like you get more desperate and um I just really, really believe that TIs ought to be together. It's not easy, but the alternative is really scary, I believe. So thank you. That's where I'm coming from today. (laughs) Thank you very much, Donna, and thank you, James. Thanks, Renata. All right, the question of the day is, do you think that people's lives or has your life been orchestrated through this program? If it hasn't, do you think it's even possible that it can be done? Hi, Elvira. Hello. God bless us, Renata. Hi, who's this? This is Brother Hannah from Miami. Did you say Ahmed? Brother Hunter from Miami. Oh, Brother Hunter. Hi, how are you? I'm looking at Elvira's number. So you shocked me. How are you? Yeah, my technology is being toyed with. I, I, I'm glad I tuned in to your, uh, your programming, though, because it runs along the same subject matter that uh, previous conversations from earlier this morning bordered. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of our lives have been orchestrated. We just don't know it. We, Many of us will never know when we were actually selected for targeting because sure. the, abuse, the abuse associated to uh, torture targeting wasn't coupled with it. But uh, we're not supposed to dwell, if we can, on things like that. And like I told Sister, uh, Sister Williams, um, Philippians 4 tells us that we are to think on those things which are godly, or pure, or honest, mm-hmm. just to be mm-hmm. praised, to be any good report to think on that. And as persons under social terrorism, because this is not just, you know, if I target you, I can target you once. But when there's a continuation of targeting, it becomes mm-hmm. terrorism. It's a physical form of urban terrorism. When that happens, you have to replace the negative things being orchestrated around your life with something positive, or you will become dark yourself. And if your heart has never been polluted or your emotions stained with evil, you will begin to lean toward those things. So uh, I pray that your listeners gather their strength as much as they can to resist the enemy. Um, I I heard one of the two of the... uh, individuals mention the fact that there are neighborhood programs that are associated to this that might be. Um, 
but those neighborhood program watch programs, apparently these people don't have Christ, and that's the problem with our current state of America. We don't have enough people that know the true image and will of God. We have people carrying out human acts out of a responsibility to behavior, and no human is born with a trace behavior. You go through a gauntlet of emotions. You go through a gauntlet of thoughts, some good, some bad, but you're never permanently stuck with one unless you're taken over by possession, which people don't call that out any longer. They call it stuff like borderline schizophrenia, paranoia, bipolar, uh, dual personality. The Bible call it what it is. It's, it's spirits that's manifesting on people's emotional state in different ways. And this is the problem that we're having with the people that are stalking us. They have spirits manifesting on them in different ways, causing them to believe that what they're doing is okay, and it is not. So I thank God for your show. And I believe much of my life, I think think that much of my personal life has been orchestrated possibly between somewhere, thinking backwards now, between 2006 uh, before 2008, where God told me that my family was in danger, and that part of my targeting is what's making me angry the most, that people will not allow God to receive his glory. You know, when God prophetically give warnings to his people, we can't make that stuff up. And when it comes to past, you can't say, well, uh, somehow they, 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 they had foreknowledge. But where did the foreknowledge come from? Even in the ancient world, you you got foreknowledge either from God or you stood in as a median getting information from the satanic world. And I've never served Satan. I never will. So uh, much respect to you, my sister. And I pray that one day this program be shut down because we can't have another generation afraid to live a normal life. And individuals that don't have a balanced life themselves psychologically trying to police other people's lives. Could you imagine Satan trying to tell heaven how to run and he's no longer a part of it because he was thrown out because of his action? So why should we have people who have no relationship to actual truth trying to govern everyone else when their lives not even governed correctly? Amen. Amen to that. Thank you, Brother Hunter. And tell Elvira we say hello. I love Sister Elvira. It wasn't for her. And and I want to give a a shout-out to those that know her. Please keep her encouraged. She's she's going through physical things that is not her fault. And all of you who who are social terrorist victims know that you can't trust everyone. I'm not one of those TIs that the FBI, NSA, or anybody else can come give me an envelope of information or sit me before a video or give me a, a gauntlet of emails or texts and say, this is what this person has done. Because the Bible said if I wasn't present with you when you did those things, and if I wasn't certain for certain that you were the one that did those things and it was not generated against you, I don't have an opinion. I didn't see it if I wasn't physically there. To, that's why the, the Pharisees wasn't able to actually stone the prostitute. They said, we caught her. But they didn't go into great detail as to how they caught her. And there was a second person involved. What was that second person? They were supposed to brought the second person with her. So they yeah. omitted the other person that was caught in the wrong, but only brought the person of choice they wanted to, to, to be persecuted. 
And in his wisdom, he just began to write on the ground, NSA, FBI, I'm only playing, y'all. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to be humorous about a present situation, but he called out the things most likely on the ground that every individual standing there could identify because the Bible say one by one, from the greatest to the youngest, and this is the same thing that they have going on with the neighborhood watch, from the old to the youngest, they have them playing these roles. They say they begin to drop their stones. Okay, so something was put on that ground that each person can identify. He said, liar. I just lied. I'm standing here lying. I can't be a part of this. They dropped these stones. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to get to this. these other people, Brother um, Hunter. I'm going to get to these other people, but thank you. You're welcome, my sister. Okay. And again, say hi to Elvira. I talk to Elvira often. But if she wants to speak, she's welcome to speak as well. Oh, I the wrong person. Uh, okay. Star 8, if you'd like to speak, the question of the day is, do you think that events of your life or other people's life can or have been orchestrated? Hello, Hart. Good afternoon, Target family. Good afternoon, Sada. How are you? I'm wonderful. I went to church and had me a Holy Ghost time this morning. Yay. Good for you. Yes, yes, yes. yes I'm telling you. Um, I wanted to say, um, before I share briefly about how my life has been orchestrated, um, I just get so much encouragement on this line, and thank you all of the TIs. You guys are my family. I don't have to see your face. I feel your spirit. I feel the spirit of the perps as well. Y'all don't matter because we ain't giving you no time. <laughs> we got too much time for each hey, other. Okay, and we have become each other's family, and thank you for making us closer and throwing us together fellow perps out there, I mean you perps, not fellow. <laughs> but anyway, um, I wanted to say that um, what has helped me so much is to, as a born-again believer and spirit-filled believer, what has helped me is to to have a spiritual response to the technological and social engineering corruption. That's the thing that has helped me because, you know. Okay, so excuse me for cutting you off, but elaborate on that more. How do you have a spiritual response? And I think I know where you're going with this, but just for the benefit of everybody else, when something is happening to you through this targeting program, what type of spiritual response do you normally have? My spiritual response is to go back to what the word says because that's my reality. My reality is not the one that they're trying to create, but my reality is what does the word of God that I've tried to govern my life by, what does it say about this? So um, a spiritual response is you know they're trying to, you know, harass you and irritate you and get you off your square and follow you around and aggravate you. Well, that's the scheme of the devil. That's all he does is walk to and fro and, spread lies and, 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 and um, 
deception and manipulate and turn and try to emulate the truth of who the real God, the true God is. So I just put it back on him. So, okay, so you're having a little party right now, but guess what? I read the end of the book, and you lose. So I'm not going to get off of my square because I'm going to share eternity in peace. You're going to share eternity as you are already separated from God, completely separated from anything that's good and in torment. And that's enough alone to make me want to stay on my square while you're trying to get me off of it. Amen. And and every target out there, you know, is it's a real simple principle. This is the worst thing that could happen to us. But at the same time, there's one thing the devil wants, the enemy or the forces of evil, whatever you want to call them. What they want is our faith. But what God is trying to teach us through this is how to keep our faith. So it's a battle, and it's an ebb and flow of circumstances that just keep us, you know, if we let it keep us all torn up and messed up. But guess what? There is peace to be had. And our whole thing is we're going to keep our peace. So what I see in this, how they, they've totally um, controlled my life, uh, at least for 10 years that I know of, and the way they do it is that they know that I am a family person, a uh, living a very organized life, a life of honor uh, and servitude to the community. I am that servant at the job that doesn't mind helping anybody and going beyond and all of that. So in the mind control thing, I was a target of a lucrative target. I was a target that had certain knowledge that was smart enough I don't mean that arrogantly by any means, but I had enough stuff going for me that they put me in the mind testing program. And what's so sad for me is that me thinking I'm such a spiritual person, and and you guys have heard me say this before, who would have thunk it? I would never have thought that I could be mind controlled. I had to get off my high horse and understand that there is technology, there are frequencies that can be directly uh, tied in from a satellite. They don't have to even, you don't even have to be chipped now. It can directly, uh, 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 remotely and neurologically interfere with your brainwave patterns and interfere with your psyche and, and how you think and your emotions and what have you. And so... What I've understood is that they're trying to change. So they mean they're trying to see how do you break the will of the Christian? How do you break her will? She's she's walked this faith. How do you break that? If you take everything from her, take her materialism, take her love from her, take her security, her protection, her husband, her king, the priest of her home, how do you break her? And so far they have not been able to break me. They've taken most everything, but they haven't broken me. And and that's part of the neurological monitoring is to keep coming up with new uh, levels of targeting to break me down. So and, uh, and, and um, um, heart, excuse me, uh, I'm just 
latching on to some of the um, very good things that you're saying. So how haven't they, why have not, haven't they been able to break you? Is it your case? What because, has been wrong this far, this far? Because my source of reality is so grounded. It's like Job in the Bible when he said at his worst, when nothing looked right and everything was wrong, even his wife went against him and said, you had all this faith, curse God and die. But Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That's how I feel. And even though I don't, it's not God that's doing this, he has allowed it. And even though I don't understand the mystery and his eternal wisdom in allowing something so horrific, I still trust him. I'm going to trust him. I gotta trust him. It's all I have. It's my hope and my trust, and that's what they can't break. And so they do things. They it's a you know the the police. I was raised to respect the police. I was raised that they're your friends. My mother was friends with the chief of police. So now they what they've done in my life is use the police stalking so heavily to try to make me lose faith in authority. And in law enforcement, guess what? You can't do it. Whoever these crooked police are that's following me around and doing things to me, that's a small sampling of what they represent because police were put in place as a figure of authority for the overall good. And, and, and because it's been corrupted, it's not going to change my faith. So I get heavily targeted by police. They're trying to make me sensitized to every time I see a police car or police uh, that I get tra- feel trauma. I don't. So you're wasting your time on that. I don't. I don't feel trauma when I see my neighbors turn against me and all that they've done. I don't. Because guess what? If a man is not walking with God and using the tenets of what the Bible says on how you treat your fellow man, they can be turned out. They can, you can offer them money. They'll do stuff. So I'm not surprised by anything. I'm not surprised by anything that man does out of his intellect, out of his emotions, and out of his own will, his own fleshly will. It's only when he does things according to the spirit of God that he will do the right thing. So I said all that to say they tried to the pattern for me is to completely take my security, to completely make me feel alone and isolated because they want to ramp up and they have the uh, electromagnetic targeting. So because they haven't been able to get me com- all messed up with the heavy gang stalking and all of the other uh, sensitizers, the brighting and all that stuff, because they haven't been able to do that, they want me completely isolated. And, and I got something for them for that. I won't be isolated. I will not. I'm going to be out all the time in their face every time you turn around. So I'm saying that they have tried to control me through breaking my family pattern as other targets, of course, but I see the direct control in it because they have a major investment in me. My company did not throw me into this program to at some point say, okay, well, this is not working. We're going to walk away. No, they're not going to walk away. They've got a tremendous investment in me in the mind control area of targeting. They've got to see how this works. So, 
That's what I see. It's a, and they send me the husbands because they know I'm not, I have strong morals. I'm not the kind of woman that's just going to sleep around with the guys and be a girlfriend. So they send me the perps that will actually marry me. <laughs> so anyway, I get it. I see it. <laughs> and I'm good. <laughs> and thank you guys again for everything that you do for me because when I get off the call, I'm always so encouraged. And thank you, Renata, my hero, my hero, my love. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You bless you bless someone every time you speak. So, um, so thank you. Thank you for your encouraging words. You're welcome. Star 8, do you think that things in your life have been orchestrated? Honestly, I think um, orchestrating people's uh, existence, if you will, is a large part of this targeting. Sometimes you don't realize it, and that's why I'm just bringing the question up because um, – the Bible says to get understanding, and all are getting to get understanding. And when we can understand how this program operates, we can we can begin to move forward, and we know better how to fight. We know what to pray for. We know what to look for. Okay, so that's that's the point in having this conversation today, to get understanding. All right, start eight. D, my friend, how are you? I wasn't even expected to get unmuted so soon. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I'm hanging in there. Good, good, good. Have yeah. things in your life been orchestrated? Very much since my okay. birth. Okay. Since my, since my birth. And um, uh, the last two callers, I definitely definitely agree with both of y'all especially christian brother that just spoke and the sister mm-hmm. that spoke um brother that was brother hunter and um heart heart was the lady who just spoke. brother hunter, hunter yes and heart mm-hmm. listen i used to go to church heavy and i stopped going to church about five years ago because um i woke up to the target and right there unexpectedly um at the church and, um, you know, through just discovering FFCHS. And it saddened me because I really wasn't getting too much heavy targeting in the church until um, I discovered FFCHS. And I had to stop going because just everything kept revolving around the neighborhood that I grew up in. And um, I learned from y'all that um, no matter what organization you're affiliated, wherever you go, you're going to have targeting from other human beings. Mm-hmm. It's just a given. So, um, you know, y'all have helped me learn how to deal with the folk. Um, because, listen, I've been raised in sin, born in the sin, and have had to, like, reprogram from satanic ritual abuse which I still have active around me right now, right in the very building I live in, I have them around me, and they let me know they are satanic. They do rituals. They are, like, in my V2K, I have all types of verbiage with them telling me that they're trying to make me Manchurian candidate for one of their hybrid projects. 
And what I mean by projects is they keep trying to tell me that I'm going to be implicated in some type of false flag event. And it just goes on and on and on. Because, you know, like you said, Renata, one of the best advice you gave me was don't repeat everything they tell you on these calls. Because, you know, don't even give them that recognition. So I'm going to try my yeah. best not to. But um, uh, they they have uh, really tried to take me into the deepest of despair and depression through the V2K, through the presentations of telling me how they want to harm my family members and harm me and take me out of the state, change my social security number, and um, uh, like, what do you call it, do human traffic me. And I, and, and I listen out for those TIs on here that have had human traffic experience, whether it be through law enforcement or the medical system trying to put you in a psych eval that's been set up for them to take you. And this is the type of, um, you know, environment that I have around me because with me being on SSI, and having an immunological condition, the neighbors are already all are they all heterodyne because most of my neighbors are spies, so they heterodyne and they're like ready to all collectively get together, do the block watch thing, call an alert that's all fake, and try to get me removed out of my home. And this is all I've been hearing for the past three weeks because one particular person in the group that's heterodyne has a revenge plot. Anniversaries coming up, and they, you know, it's like they use all of their occultic dates, numbers, everything, and they're trying to like work an agenda on me. So please keep me in your prayers, y'all, because um, I've been going through this with them with the V2K for the last five years since I got into this current apartment, and my targeting really increased. I didn't find out about it until 2012, but um, it was full blast in 2011. And this is after they had killed my aunt. They killed my um, my partner at the time. And, you know, for any of us, even the, the lady that I just heard earlier in the call talking about how she lost her son, that touches me because they don't care. They'll kill our family members. They'll kill the beloved. Anything you love, they will try to take from you. And um, I've watched them kill our animals. So that's enough for me in itself. You know, so um, please keep me in your prayers like I keep all of y'all in my prayers because, um, you know, it, this is really a nasty season right now. We have us in October because they always talk about their October surprise. And I've already had a couple of them over the past few years because it seems like they like to do nasty stuff for my family in October. And I've lost family members in this time of the year between September and October, you know. But other than that, I keep it all with the high holy God up above, and I give him the glory every day, even right now me listening to y'all stories, because y'all help me up, and y'all keep me strong. Because if y'all can do it, I can do it. You know, so thank you for letting me talk, Renata. Amen. You know, thank you, D. You're welcome. Y'all Y'all. Y'all be safe, be blessed, and, um, you know, I'll stay on the call and listen to y'all. All right? Okay. Thank you. All right, sweetie. Star 8, if you would like to speak. you believe that life can be orchestrated? 
Has your life been orchestrated? Star eight. Hello. Yeah, peace and blessing. You hear me? Yes, I can. How are you, Israel? Uh, I've been going through some things lately, but we all do, especially this month. See, this is our holy month, y'all. Okay, whether well, y'all know it, we got Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of the uh, Tabernacles. So I've been going through some stuff, man. So uh, anyway, it's all good. Yeah, to answer your question, I would say absolutely positively for me. Because mm-hmm. uh, back in yeah, back in the seventies, I was uh, going to college, playing football, about to get drafted in the NFL. And then that's when everything would hit the bottom. And mm. then, uh, but anyway, that's that's a little bit about me. But uh, uh, at this little time that I went through, I went out of town to help a friend. I and then I come back. That's when they had some stuff started happening, particularly. But anyway, so I, what I do when I get isolation time, I look at I use it to my advantage. So I just start studying, studying the word, and. Uh, I found a, a book that they didn't put in the Bible. I don't know if y'all familiar with the Book of Enoch. Okay? Yes. So I, I just started reading the Book of Enoch, and uh, it's some information that they, they didn't want to put in the other Bible. So I got all a uh, uh, name of eight angels, good angels. Okay? So if y'all want to write them down, one is Uriah, one is Tartarius, one is Raphael, one is Raquel, you got Michael. Sarah Quail, Gabriel, and Ramil. Okay, y'all got this time to pull up all these good angels and kept us because uh, the Book of Enoch telling they locking up all the the bad angels, y'all. So this, this stuff about the by the end. All right, so that's some good news. But God wait for every knee to bow and every tongue to confess. So mm-hmm. hopefully, if this stuff keeps spread, everybody will have to bow their knees, man, to the King of the Most High Yah. So once or the majority of the people do that, then that's when we're going to see a breakthrough. But that, that's the information I got to share. And uh, y'all stay strong. God with us, man. You know, we just got to stay strong right now. Enjoy this here month because, uh, yeah, we're into the day of atonement. So that's when you make atonement to everybody that, that you had words with and you change the tone, apologize. But to me, that's a high holy day because that's my birthday. So uh, God showed me something to tell y'all. Happy so birthday. Coming up to the, yes, ma'am. I appreciate that. I'll be 59 that God spared my life. So we got work to do, all of us. Like the lady said, we got to spread whatever information we got, what we went through to people that's just coming onto this program because right. this stuff going to spread to everybody, man. It's just awakening. So it'll bring us close to the end of this evil stuff. So everybody on this planet going to end up being targeted. So what? The end result, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And that's when we gonna, when everybody start doing that and God hear our prayers, that's when this stuff going to come to a fast end in the twinkling of an eye. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of glad it's spreading up to get everybody on the planet to fall in. The, you're going to have a choice. Either roll the most high y'all or suffer consequences and repercussions and uh I'm quite sure. This here is awakening all of us. There ain't no more waking you up. God waking you up, man. We ahead of the curve. But anyway, I don't like to talk too long because uh, I've also been told that uh, we be talking too much. So we got to study, the, uh, study what the books say, study yourself or approve. To show so yourself approved. 
Yeah, show yourself approved. So we get knowledge, man. Sometimes you got to shut it down. Don't say nothing to nobody. That's what I do. And you get all kind of good information coming to you and telling you what to do and how to get through this, man. So you all just be calm, be cool, and, and, and we about to have a breakthrough, y'all. Anyway, Amen. that's all I got to share. Peace and bless y'all. Thank you. The Bible said there's a time to speak and a time to be quiet. This is our time to speak right now. <laughs> but there is time. There, there is time where we need to to shut it up and not talk too. So we have that's where wisdom comes in. We need to know when that time is. Amen. Thank you, Israel. All right, we're getting to the end of this. So star eight, if you'd like to speak, has any part of your life been uh, orchestrated? Hello. Yeah, hi. There's a lot of noise right now. When I requested uh, to get unmuted, there was, there was no noise. So I'm sorry. I'm going to unmute myself now. There's too much uh, background noise. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you. Okay. Star 8, if you'd like to speak. Hello. Hello. Um, I just wanted to say real quick. Um, I had an ace in the chat room, but I was wondering if anyone was familiar with this video game. It was like a PC game called The Sims, and um, you, you're familiar with it? No, I am not. I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, you could um, you could create people, or you could just you know choose someone, and basically you would like absolutely control every aspect of their lives. And um, they had an option to turn off free will. Um, and so with that, uh, you you literally had to tell them, like, when to eat, when to sleep, when to go to the restroom, when to, you know, go to work, et cetera, et cetera, you know, um, just everything. <laughs> and, yeah, I played that game when I was younger. And, um, you know, with what I'm going through today, I think back to that game, and I'm like, oh, my God, that is exactly how I feel. Um, not all the time, but, um, yeah, a lot of the time with my circumstances being orchestrated, et cetera, et cetera, um, that is how I feel. I feel like this is a game for them, and they are going above and beyond to control, like, every aspect of our lives. And even with the mind control, they, they literally, like, have the ability to, I mean, even just being able to change your thoughts. And so, for instance, I mean, a lot of times I think of that like changing the channel on a remote. And so if I had made up in my mind one thing to do or, okay, I'm setting out to do this today, and then they do everything, I'm just trying to keep you distracted, you know. So I just feel like just like the flip of the switch, they can um, change whatever it is. You know, you intend to do one thing and they have you on some other page altogether. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting what you said about that game. Very interesting. Yeah, the, the game is, I think you can even, I think that with the free will, you can even control, like, the amount of free will um, because I think you're able to shut it off completely where you literally have to tell them to eat or tell them to go to the bathroom or whatever or um, they just absolutely won't and they'll they'll starve or whatever. <laughs> it's It's crazy. I bet you can learn a lot of truth from that game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unreal. That's all I can say. I mean, to think that it 
some of this is possible in real life. That's the crazy part. <laughs> right, right. That's what I'm saying. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Start eight if you like to speak. And I just want to go back to something that Israel said about uh, the book of Enoch. You can find the book of Enoch is one of the lost books. They call them the lost books of the Bible. I can't remember how many there are, but these are books of the Bible that were eliminated. It has been said because they have too much truth. So if you want to, uh, if you're not able to um, to purchase the book of Enoch, you can listen to it on YouTube. Just type that in, the book of Enoch, E-N-O-C-H, I believe. There's a lot of, uh, just any book of the Bible, you can, you can listen to them on um, YouTube. I do that a lot while I'm at work because I can't, you know, sit there and read the Bible, so I will listen. And that's a good way. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So it's okay to listen to it. R8, if you'd like to speak. Hi, uh, Renata. Hi, Renata. It's Ruth from Michigan. Hi, how are you? Okay, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good. Um, I don't really feel like anything in my life was orchestrated until the targeting, so um yeah. So I don't really have much input there. Um, but I did wanna give out some information for um people that feel like they're being targeted with um electromagnetic frequencies. Okay. There is um it's only happened to me once. Um, and they actually missed and hit my dog. Um, but what um, there's a company called QWAVE, Q-U-W-A-V-E, and they make um, products to disrupt the frequencies. So mm-hmm. I haven't ever used one because, like I say, I don't really have a problem with it. But I heard somebody on YouTube say that they use them and that they work. Well, someone on this call uh, mentioned that he had uh, brought a Q-Wave device and that it is really helping him um, with his targeting. He mainly got the stalking kind of stuff, mainly. Mm -hmm. Um, And he felt that it was, he saw a difference. So when he said that, I actually purchased one for a loved one who gets the electric um, um, the EMS kind of stuff, and uh-huh. um, and and they said that it works as well. Yeah, that's they, great. They, they they see a difference. I will say it's a very expensive device. I would have never purchased it for myself, but I did get it for a loved one, and um, and it and it seems to work. It was somewhere around three hundred and something dollars, which I think is very pricey. Um, yeah, but. Uh, if it's worth it, you know, you may want to save. And then also they they have specials sometimes. So check their website. I can't remember the name right off, but check their website because they do have specials, you know, and the holiday is coming up, so they may have some specials. But I I hear that it works. Yeah. Okay, that's all I have to say. Yes. Okay, was there anything else? Nope. All right. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Yep. 
Um, star eight, if you'd like to speak, we're winding it up here. Has your life been orchestrated? Anyone you know, life's been orchestrated? Do you believe that people's life can be orchestrated? Or do you think that things fall in place just the way they are supposed to? Hello? Indiana? Oh, hi, Renata. Hey, Lauren, how are you? Oh, I'm sorry, Renata. I didn't hear I didn't hear the uh, mute button go off. I'm hanging in there. How about yourself? I'm good. I listened to your um recording yesterday. It was really good. You have such a radio voice. Ah the kids all this Thank you. It was funny. You I do said, no, no experience. I said no experience, no experience. No. On the real. I think it's been or- orchestrated because you know something? I, I was I always most of my life since high school took it on the chin, but after this crap over three years ago it started to add up it was always like i deserve the winning guy never got him i deserve the promotion never got it right. I deserve right. the and if you start adding up and i said and you know what the cool thing is you just sit there and like what the heck did i do so wrong to deserve this i think it's been most of my life definitely since high school now that i look back on everything because it doesn't make sense and the worst was the mobbing at the sports place I was the one that was practically seventh-day Adventist. They could count on me for holidays. I was the one that would work an extra day. I was the one that would stay over three or four hours. I was the one that was, what is the dish you need for potluck? Your baby shower, boy or girl. You could count on me, and I was treated the worst. The worst. That's a good point, Lauren. I think most of us can look back in our uh, working careers and even volunteerism stuff and even in our families um, and say, you know, we really tried hard and didn't really get Really hard. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And then trying to think it would work out with one guy, maybe lead to marriage. I mean, at one point, I even dropped 20 pounds or stopped smoking pot for close to two years. What an idiot he turned out to be. Everything about him was a lie. The first thing I definitely got medicinal was legal in California is to load up, man. You wouldn't believe it. It was like, I'm back. And I got really stuck. I'm back. And wow. a year later, I was targeted. So, uh-uh. No. So that's it. Thank you for letting me share. I've been targeted most of my life. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Lauren. Mm-hmm. And I want to say I loved your, um, I listened to you interview Kim Posner, as I just said. It was a really good interview, and I love your your voice. And your um, introduction, your disclaimer, I think it was, caught my attention when you said this is the, what did you say, this, this opinion may not be ours, it may be the other person's. I was like, oh, go ahead, Lauren. You did good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said, have you ever shown one night? We're not a baby. <laughs> very good, very good. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, <laughs> so sweet. Okay, start eight. Last opportunity. You have anything you want to say? Question of the day is Do you think your life or any part of your life has been orchestrated through this program? And even if you don't think so, um, do you believe that's possible? Okay. We shall move on. All right, let's see what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to talk about police harassment. Okay, see, now two other people. All right, 
Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. There's three three people that want to come. Okay, make it quick, please, because we're moving on. I asked several times before we moved on. Okay, make it quick, please. Hello. Hi. Yes. Uh, this is Karen. Definitely, I think my life's been manipulated and or set up many times without my knowledge, many things of which are now just becoming apparent to me. Too numerous to go into. Yes, lots of things. Orchestrated, set up, people put into my life, etc. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yep, it happens. People are sent to our lives. Kind of a conditioning thing, too, to teach you how not to trust. Because once you realize that a lot of those friendships and relationships have been orchestrated, you just kind of tend to back off of, um, which is their their goal. Hello? California? Hi, Renata. This is Christina in California. Hi, Christina. How are you? Hi, fine, thanks. Um, Yes, I think my whole life has been orchestrated. And, um, you know, it's just uh, been a big realization recently who is behind most all of it. I can't even believe that I actually got to um, pretty much, at my end of things, to the bottom of it. And everything made sense. All the... um, catastrophes and all the um, mysterious illnesses when I wasn't sick. Doctors couldn't find anything wrong, and they were just all autoimmune diseases, whatever that is, you know, turn it on, turn it off. Mm-hmm. And they turn it off when you go to the doctor and get new tests done, so it's like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. So, um, yes, it, you know, it um, was really hard for me. Once I, um, once I identified um, the two perpetrators, realized how long they'd been there, put together all the facts that didn't make sense before. They were kind of like blank places that I couldn't uh, connect the dots. And then once the dots connected and detaching from the main abuser, um, you know, it was uh, it was the same experience anybody goes through that that's being abused by someone, and then they're separated from them, and then um, you have to deal with the trauma of the, you know, of what went on. So it's um, it's the realization that someone or a couple of people could really steal your whole life. It's like uh, what came to mind was the body snatchers. If <laughs> they really do snatch your body and your life and your brain mm-hmm. and brain hacking and all that. So anyway, it just all kind of hit me at the same time. And then I saw a movie, a sci-fi movie, about um, a mad scientist who wanted to take over the world with, uh, by creating clones. I can't remember. It was some famous um, guy who did the movie. But he wanted to run the entire world um, by using clones. So anyway, it just, 
reminded me of all of this, and then what made me wonder is um, how I may, you know, was able to stay alive through the whole thing. Because most of the, those people, especially perps, are, um, you know, they have they have a short lifespan, believe it or not. And then somebody will always be there to take over for them. But so anyway, just a whole realization of the whole thing. And then, um, you know, it like hits you, what do I do now? So um, a lot of just just in the last three weeks, a lot of new information is just kind of hitting me. Like even driving home um, today, I hit 17th Street, frequencies hit me. When I was leaving here this morning, mm-hmm. as soon as I, I was under heavy frequencies, horrible. Uh, and the EMFs, uh, the ELF waves, I mean, the ELFs, um, they're horribly damaging. They're on all the time now. But anyway, I hit 17th Street, they went off. So the only piece I had was crossing that 17th Street line, and Harbor Boulevard's pretty much the same, too. So... Um, the whole boulevards that way lit up basically. Okay. So, All right. Anyway, gonna, that's the story. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm gonna put you on hold, okay? Sure. Thank you. All right. Okay, we're trying to move on, you guys. Make it quick, please. Hello. Hello. Voila. Yeah. Hi. Has hey. any part of your life been orchestrated? That's the question of the day. Yeah, um, my baby, with my baby's father. But I want to say my mama, too, man. I just, I don't know. I just can't read her right. Like, I just feel like she, I mean, I'm not being funny, but it's like she put me in the program. Hmm, that's interesting. It does. It feels like that. I felt like that all my life, and I feel like that now. And then I just try to talk to her today, and I said, "Mama, you know, because some stuff is going on with my sister. My sister is, uh, she's, she's, she. I, I feel like she's under attack, and I feel, I feel like she got a bunch of gang stalkers in her house right now. And um, I try to talk to her, and I said, "Mom, you know, I think what happened to me is happening to Tony, and I said, what happened to me is in the Patriot Act." And when I said that, she didn't say, like, what happened. She just didn't answer. You know, it's like she just totally ignored the question. She heard what I said. I just feel like my mother hate me. Like, there's so much hatred with her. I don't know what I've done. I don't know. I don't. And she just hate, just got this hate. If I say yes, she says no. If I say red, she says blue. Hello? Can you hear me? Sorry, I didn't know I was on mute. Um, a lot of these people who have been contacted, and I don't know if your mom has or not, but a lot of them are, are sworn to secrecy, and so they won't respond, you know, or they don't know how Is to your respond. your own child, though? I'm telling you, it happens. It happens. It's unbelievable, but parents do turn against their children. Well, the Bible tells us that's going to happen. Mother against mother, father against brother. I mean, it, it happens. I have so much hatred for my mother. It's it's worse than an enemy. You have hatred for your mom? No. My mother has so much hatred for me oh, that 
it's like my enemies are more kinder to me than she is. But then she surprises me sometimes. You might feel feel that's how you feel that she hates you, but maybe she does not. Maybe she just doesn't know how to show affection and love, but it, I mean, you are interpreting it as hate, but maybe maybe it's not. Maybe they want you to think your mom hates you. Because people don't respond the way we feel they should respond or the way we would respond to a certain situation, it doesn't mean that she hates you. You know what I mean? No. I'll never get it. Not in this lifetime. That's I'll something that it. That's something that the Lord had to really help me with with understanding my mother. And you have to take into, you have to take their whole life into consideration, you know, about how they were raised and what they See, the thing is, okay, if I do something, is everything that, if I did something, it gets bladdered all over Portland. You know, if my sister do something, like when I went in the hospital, it got bladdered all over the Portland. My sister, same thing happened to her, but hers is more worse her. It's on the download. Don't know, sh- sh- don't tell. Don't even. They don't want. Her, they don't want nobody to tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. That's what hurts. It's okay for her, but when it comes to me, she want to put me on blast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I just. I don't. It's very confusing. It's very very confusing. You have to continue to pray for her. Just continue to pray for her. Yeah. It's, it is sad that our families will sell out to the system. Some of them, the, those of you who still have your families intact and your families are still supportive, thank God for that. Even if you have one family member, because many um, targets, their families do seem to be involved. They seem to be. Thank you, Lala. Mm-hmm. Okay, targeted and harassed in the chat room says they get perps to talk about the past. Nothing new. They talk about things that happened or not happened 20, 30, 50 years ago. Um, Heaven's Near said to the caller speaking today, please protect yourself. Okay. Thank you guys in the chat room. All right, this will be the last one. This is Vermont. Hello. Um, yeah, just a quick comment for um, Christina, who was just speaking, the second to the last person. And they are, in fact, this program is all about human cloning. Um, they call the clones. Who's speaking? Who's speaking? What's your, what's your name, please? Lynn. I'm in Vermont. Lynn. And okay, it's all ahead. about human cloning, um, human robots, androids. And I wanted to say she mentioned invasion of the body snatchers. They have the military technology to go in your body and do anything they want, remove anything they want, replace body organs, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's my feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's a future I really don't care to be a part of. (laughs) When they started all that Android and turning people into clones, which I know is happening already. But when they try to make us into cyborgs and all of that, which they say that's what that nanotechnology is doing to us, uh-uh, I'm, I'm good. The Lord can, can take me on. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I don't want to be part of that. I really do not. I really, really do not. Okay. All right, so as I was saying, um, I wanted to 
talk about uh, police harassment, and as many of the targeted uh, people in the community know, the police uh, really take a big part in targeting. Um, Anywhere from taking part in the stalking, I'll say stalking because they they follow you and do everything the stalkers do, use different tactics. Um, to pulling us over for bogus claims. I've had it happen, um, and that was not happening before I was targeted. I was not being pulled over like that. And all of a sudden, it's it's all the time. And from, from, from being pulled over to being harassed over my um, disabled placard to being followed to at one time they act like they were going to hit me with their car, they were going to run over me because I was going to make a, a complaint at the police department. Uh, it just goes on and on. Um, and it's been happening a lot lately, so I thought it would be good to just talk about that. Let me just find my place here. Okay. All right, so if you have any experiences that you want to share, any advice that you can you can give to us, uh, please do. Please do. Okay, so this is from Flex Your Rights and um, FlexYourRights.org, and this particular thing is talking about uh, it's going to talk about police, uh, the traffic stops and, and, and search uh, searches and, and them coming to your house and whether or not you have to open the door and all that kind of stuff, okay? So we'll just read through this. Um, traffic stops typically occur as a result of suspected moving violations committed by the driver of the vehicle. Passengers cannot be held responsible for the driver's conduct and are generally free to leave unless police become suspicious of them during the course of the stop. So this, that applies if you are the passenger in a car that has been stopped, okay? Unfortunately, this happens frequently, and the amount of evidence required to detain passengers is minimal. For this reason, passengers must remember to refuse search requests and refrain from answering questions without an attorney present. Police who suspect criminal activity will often separate the occupants of an automobile and question them separately. If their stories differ, this could lead officers uh, to claim that they have probable cause to prolong the detention or or conduct a search. As with any other brief detention, the best way to handle this situation is to determine if you can leave by asking the officer, are you detaining me or am I free to go? Okay, so whenever you're being questioned, number one, you can refuse the questioning. Um, you can request that your attorney be present. And from what I understand, at the point you say, I wish to talk to an attorney, they are supposed to stop questioning you at that point. However, I do believe if you are on the street and you refuse any question, you say, I want to speak to an attorney, they have the right to take you down to the station. That's that's what I believe. That's what I believe um, I recall. Um, and rather than just to walk away, definitely don't run, but rather than just walk away, you can say, officer, are you detaining me or am I free to go? Okay? And if they're detaining you, they need to give you a reason why they're detaining you. Okay. Can someone else consent to a search of my property? This depends on the circumstances. The Supreme Court has ruled that any occupant of a residence 
can refuse consent, even if other roommates agree to a search. So if your mother says you can go ahead and search search my house, you can still say, you know, I don't want my room searched. You can refuse it, okay? Unfortunately, you must be present in order to assert your refusal. For this reason, it's important to make sure that your roommates understand their Fourth Amendment rights in the case something happens uh, when you're not around. You may want to talk to your roommates about how to handle police visits and reach an agreement about how, how to handle such situations um, just in case. Now, this is not just teenage roommates or whatever. This is just other occupants in your house. Okay, those are all considered roommates. As a general rule, police can obtain consent to search from anyone with control over the property. Someone who has a key or whose name appears on the lease can legally consent to a search of the property if no one else is present or if no one else objects. If you rent the property, um, be advised that your landlord can also let the police in. Now, that's something I didn't know. So just know that, that the landlord can tell the police to go on in, okay? And and this is just reminding me of, if you guys recall, I think it was last month, um, Chris Brown, the singer, um, police came to his house to, to uh, because the lady said that he had done something to assault her or threaten her or something. And the police came to his house and he said, no, you can't come in. You cannot come in here. You have to go and get a um, a search warrant. And so he held that process up for I don't know how many hours until they were able to go to court to get the judge to sign off on the search warrant. So you do not have to just automatically fling your door open. And one thing I noticed about the police, they will, when they come to your door, they will motion as if they're they're walking in. When you go to the door, they'll motion as they're going in and you would just open the door and let them in. So you, you voluntarily let them in. So it's important to know your rights, that you don't have to let them in. If you have a gate on your door, you can talk through the gate. If they say open the door, you say, I'd rather not, you know, respectfully, I'd rather not. Is there a reason you need to come in? Or any time they've come over here, I go on the porch, and I talk to them out there, okay? And they, they basically have come to my house because they they like to vandalize and steal our cars. And so we have to call them for those reasons. And I go out. I don't invite them in. When you, when you open your door and just swing it open, you're inviting them in. I mean, and if you're comfortable with that, that's fine. But just know that you don't, you don't have to. Um, and then, too, check the, check the laws in your state because it could vary state from state. Not sure. Uh, okay. Finally, keep in mind that the courts often determine your expectation of privacy on a case-by-case basis. Keeping your room locked and maintaining control of your personal space can help protect you if a roommate ever lets police in. If your room is off limits to your roommates and their friends, courts will often rule that it is off limits to police as well. And I do know that one person on this call, which uh, he could tell his business if he wants to, but I know he had an experience where a roommate allowed the police in to take his belongings. Um, Police is at my door. What should I do? Do not be intimidated by the police at your door. These rules will help protect your rights and improve your odds of avoiding a home search. 
uh, no warrant, no search. The Supreme Court has ruled that the home is entitled to maximum search protection. Even if they have probable cause to believe something illegal is going on inside your home, the Fourth Amendment requires police to get a signed search warrant from a judge to legally enter and search. The major exception to the search warrant requirement is where consent is given to an officer's request to enter. If, for example, an officer is legally invited to your home, any illegal items that are out in the open or in plain view can be seized as evidence, which can lead to an arrest. That being the case, it's always wise to keep any private items that you don't want others to see um, out of out of the view in your interest area. Okay, so you invite the police in because you're comfortable. If you do that, please put your weed away. <laughs> okay, put your weed, put your drugs away. Put them away. Put all your illegal activity away because <laughs> when they come in and they see that stuff, okay, that, that's evidence. They wouldn't even come in for your weed, but you had it laying out. You had your pounds upon pounds sitting on the table, okay? So they came in and they saw that when really they were just coming because you were um, filing a noise complaint. But you got your weed sitting out. Put your stuff away, okay, because you're going to jail. <laughs> you're going to jail, and they're going to use it all against you, okay? At the same time, be careful about what you say about the targeting. Be careful. I'm not saying don't report it because I have. I came to that point where I just live, I'm just living my truth. But still, I use wisdom. When I do talk about it, I use wisdom. Um, so just make sure that you sound very logical and um, because they can turn that around, and they have. I can tell you several TIs who called the police, and people were following me, they harassed me, and they hauled them off. Several of them have been assaulted before they were hauled off to jail, talking about the targeting. So use a lot of wisdom, okay? They will put you in a mental institution. They should not be that way. Um, yes, most of them do know that it is true that targeting does exist, but they are instructed to put people away when they talk about it. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen, because I know I have shared many times with the police about the targeting. But it, it kind of goes off of that gut feeling, too, because there have been officers that, that we reported our stolen cars to, and I could tell they were really crying. Well, why do you think this happened? Why? And I just did not feel led to say that we're being targeted. I just kept it business. My, my car was out there one minute, and the next minute it wasn't. Okay, and I just told the details. So you kind of really go by your instinct with that because who knows, that particular officer might have hauled all of us away, but something told me not to bring it up to him. Okay. Uh, don't let them inside. It's a good safety habit to determine who is at your door before opening it. If after looking out the window through your peephole or asking who is it, you find police at your door, you have several options that may help you, uh, may help keep them from unexpectedly entering. If you're concerned they might try to force an entry, you may greet them outside after exiting uh, through another door. You may speak with officers through the opening protected uh, by your chain lock. 
if police come to your door and you don't and you don't require their help, you may simply decline to answer the door at all. Unless they have a warrant, they will eventually leave. Now, there are stories I've heard on the Internet and I've heard uh, from this call where someone has called the police to say, that lady in there is crazy. You need to go check on her. That man in there is crazy, and the police will come to their door. You don't have to open your door. The, the one lady on YouTube, she was talking to him through the door. She said she's not coming out, and she didn't go out. And it was best for her that she didn't go out because someone had called to say that she needed to be committed. So just be aware that those type of things happen. Your loved ones can have you committed. So be careful. Be careful. Um, determine the reason for the visit. While you might not be pleased to have police at your door, it's wise to treat them as you would any unsuspected visitor. Calmly and respectfully ask, how can I help you? And I'm glad this said that, calmly and respectfully. Even though police seem to target, some police, not all, um, seem to target uh, TIs, you still need to talk with them calmly and respectfully. Don't give them any reason, any reason to take you down. So be calm, be respectful, okay? Determine how much you want to talk because you don't have to answer every question. You don't have to, you know, you can reserve your right to speak. You can ask for an attorney, but uh, make sure that you're calm when you're dealing with them. If you have to say a real quick prayer, say, real, Lord, help me, help me to calm down, because you don't want to be frantic, because that will give them a reason to say that they need to give you a, a mental evaluation or something, okay? You don't want that. In many cases, an officer's visit will have little to do with you or, uh, or be something you can easily fix. For example, an officer may be seeking information about a crime committed in your neighborhood, or she might be responding to a noise complaint. If so, it's wise to apologize for the inconvenience, then turn down the music or um, bring in your barking dog from the backyard. In other instances, an officer might want to investigate activities taking place in your home and ask to enter. You might even be suspected in a criminal investigation. In such a case, you should remain silent, except to say, officer, I can't let you inside without a search warrant. And you can say that real calm. Um, following such an encounter, you should immediately contact a lawyer before speaking to police again. Okay. STIs, we have to be careful. These officers will try to entrap you, some of them. I've had it happen. Um, we had the problem house across the street, as many of you know. They finally got those people out, but this went on for like two, three years. Okay. Police were there every other day. They made it a point when they would come over for the problem house across the street, they made it a point to park and line their cars up with the sirens and everything in front of my house. They would do that every time they came. Wanting to create the illusion for the neighbors that this chaos was coming from over here. Okay. It wasn't. It was coming from the problem house across the street. So finally, I got up the courage to say, excuse me, can you please stop blocking my driveway because whatever's happening, it's not happening over here at 2 or 3 in the morning. So, I, I mean, and I didn't say it like that. But I had to ask them, please stop blocking my driveway 
when you're not here for me or for anyone in this house. But for anybody driving down the street, you would have thought that every other day they were at my house. That's a whole side of the street they could park on, but they always not only wanted to park in front of my house but block my driveway. So everybody thought it's over here. Okay, so I finally had to get up the courage to say something about that. So it happened again. At this time, it was in the daytime. It wasn't 2, 3 in the morning. It was in the daytime. And um, they blocked my driveway again, and I asked him, can you please unblock my driveway, sir, because we are about to leave, and you are not here for us. This disturbance is not at this house, and I'm not quite sure why you guys always block my driveway. Would you mind moving, please? And so he moved. And I went to my other car that was sitting on the on the street, and he came over and he said, what's happening at that house over there? I said, excuse me, let me, let me turn on my camera before I talk to you. And I said it just like that. I said, excuse me. So I pulled up my cell phone camera. I said, now we can talk. Because, see, I don't trust them. I, I'm sorry to say I don't trust them because I know the things they've done to me. And the first thing came to my mind, you trying to get me on film like I'm I'm snitching on these people. So I told him, I have no idea, sir, what is happening over there. Well, do you know about this car that's been sitting out here? No, sir, I do not. I just told him, I, I don't. I said, I don't know anything. And I'm thinking in my mind, well, you got all these snitches around here, <laughs> you know, but I know what that was about, trying to get me on camera saying, no, I don't know anything. I told him I don't know anything. And remember Remember, remember, remember that police officers have body cameras. Be careful what you say. Be careful how you react. They have cameras, either on their, um, a few of them who pulled me over, they had them on their, on their hat or they have them attached to their uniform. So be careful. Be careful. So I had to shut that down real quick. I told them, I don't know what's happening at that house. The only house I know about is the one over there, mine. So that was the end of that, and I sent him on his way. But that's just a FYI for you guys to just just be careful. They will try to entrap you. Remember, they, they know they know who we are. They know the targets. They know the targets' houses, where they are. They, they know this stuff, okay? So I don't trust them. That's just me. I'm not telling you guys not to trust them. I don't trust them because I know the, the type of targeting I get. Okay. Um, educate friends and family as As is often the case, a naive friend, family member, or roommate may invite police into your home. They, too, should be aware of their right to refuse police entry. Okay, there was some more I wanted to read on this. Let me see if I can find it. It was about when you encounter police, when you encounter them, oh, darn, I thought I had that. On the road. That all of this I just read, it had to do with when they come to your house, which is really important too. But the road is a whole nother thing. Um and I'm telling you, I don't remember being pulled over before this targeting started. And then I was just constantly pulled over, just constantly for a while, just constantly, constantly, constantly pulled over. And those are uh, moving violations. 
and uh, that can uh, affect your your driving record or your ability to drive. And I think that is one of the things that they try to do is to get the the uh, target to lose their driver's license because that can keep you more constrained and, and you know, limit what you're able to do because now you're not able to drive. Okay. Now, maybe I did already read about the the car. Okay. So, anyway, I guess the same, your same rights are going to apply. Um at home, if they come to your door or they pull you over. But I want to tell you my little checklist. I'll see if I can remember. My little checklist for uh, for dealing with the police. Number one, I feel that every targeted person should have either a body camera, if you're not driving, but you're out in public, you should have a body camera. Even if you're not out in public, if you're at home and they come to your door, you need to be recording that stuff. So have a body camera. Uh, which they're very inexpensive on Amazon. You can get them for eight bucks, twelve bucks, and they uh, they actually get pretty good footage, real clear footage. Um, if you're a person that is on foot, you can attach it to your your shirt. You can attach it to your backpack. If you get a lot of stuff happening behind you, or at, at, at one time in my life, I had one attached to the back and the front of me. That's how bad things were. So uh, you can get them real expensive, real inexpensive. Okay, so have a body camera if you're if you're walking, if you're out on the bus, like the lady who comes here who deals with a lot of the touching stuff. I've advised her many times to have have a camera. Um, most cell phones have cameras on them. Learn how to use yours. Don't be afraid. That's the other thing. Don't be afraid to film things because these people are committing crimes against you. There was a time where I was really afraid, you know, trying to be honest, so I was really afraid to, to film things. And so I, I went up to several officers and I asked them, is it illegal to film people? And they said, no, it's not. As long as you're not, like, uh, filming in inside of their house and, you know, places where they expect to have privacy, then it is not illegal to do that. Now, you don't want to walk around sticking the camera in people's face because that can make you look mentally ill. But there are ways, I won't share my little ways, but there are ways um, to covertly film what you need to film. And it's not you eavesdropping on anybody. This is people committing crimes against you. And one thing about this crime is that it leaves very little evidence, very little evidence. You know this is happening to you. Another TI will believe you, but unless you get proof, you know, you got to get some proof. And it kind of backs them up off you a little bit, a little bit, when they know that you are the type that will um, will film these things. Now, the other thing is the latest thing that people are doing is this live stream, which I'm going to definitely learn how to do, where you are showing it on the Internet as it's happening to you, which is what the lady did with, when the police killed her boyfriend. That's powerful, and I'm going to learn how to do it, and I'm going to start exposing, and I think Twitter um, has the capability of doing that, and uh, Facebook as well, and probably some other social media. I'm not sure. Okay, so have a dash cam if you drive. 
and there are some really good, inexpensive dash cams. They are worth the investment. Um, I would say get one probably medium price because I've had the low-end ones, and I've had the more uh, medium price ones, and I would say get the medium price ones if you can because the problem with the with the lower end ones that I have had is that they come from China, which that's not a problem for me, but the instructions are in Chinese, and there's, I don't know, maybe there's some website where you can interpret them, but they, it was those cameras were not user-friendly, and I have more than one. Um, the times where I was able to download the footage, the footage was very clear, but it just wasn't easy. They they were just not easy to use for me. So I ended up getting one which is just more in the medium price range, and that was much easier. Um, have a dash cam that can rotate. You can move it. You can turn it. Okay, that's very important. Um, have one that does uh, night vision. So at nighttime, the footage is not coming out all black. It's still going to be kind of dark, but it's a little bit better, okay, because it has night vision on it. And uh, if you encounter the police or perp activity in general, um, you want to turn your camera towards directly towards the officer. As soon as those lights come on you, turn the camera towards the uh, driver's side, okay? That way they didn't even necessarily see you do it, but it doesn't really matter because it's your camera. You can do what you want. But turn it towards the driver's side, okay? Immediately call someone. Call someone on the phone as quick as possible. Make sure you are hands-free. If you're in a state, California, we are not allowed to um, to use our cell phones as we drive, but we're not allowed to hold them. We can have them on speakerphone, but we're not allowed to hold them as we drive. So make sure your hands free because that could turn into a whole nother ticket. So dial the number, sit the phone down, put it on speakerphone. If the person who you're calling does not answer, because that's happened to me many times, if they don't answer, try to call someone else you think is 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 going to answer. If that next person doesn't answer, it's okay. Let the whole conversation go to their voicemail. Now, this, this is just my own thinking. Um, let it go to their voicemail because at least you have some proof somewhere. If their voicemail is two minutes and hangs up, try to call back if you can. If the officer doesn't let you, you know, okay, but at least try. When you are talking to the person or talking on the, their voicemail or what have you, Try to give pertinent information. Let them know you're being stopped by the police. Let them know which city you're in because a person like me, I go to different cities. I live in one city. I work in one city. I, I, I go to different cities, okay? So let them know what city you're in. Let them know you're being pulled over, which jurisdiction of police because we have sheriffs here. We have local police here. We have BART police here. We have all kinds of police here, okay? Highway patrols, we got all kinds. So let them know. It's the CHP pulling me over. It's the Metro police. It's the whoever police, okay? They're pulling me over, okay? If if the officer, if you've gotten to the point where the officer is saying, I'm pulling you over for whatever, just let them talk and let that get recorded. And, and, and if you don't think it's going to, the officer is talking loud enough or something to get recorded, you can just say back. 
what 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 the officer is saying. Okay, so you're saying I'm being pulled over for running a red light. Is that true? You know, so that way it, it's a, all that's getting on the recording. Um, ask for the badge number. Do not be afraid. You may see their badge number, but you may not. Um, do not be afraid. I know at one point they were coming to my house and nobody was having a badge on. So I started asking, well, what's your badge number? I don't understand why I'm not seeing the um, the badge numbers. And I've had to learn not to be intimidated. You can ask officers questions, just be respectful, have your tone right, and ask, you know, ask the question. So I've had to say, well, I don't, I don't, um, I don't see your badge number. Can you tell me your badge number, please? See, a lot of times they don't want to give up their identity because they already know who you are and they know you're the type that's going to report if anything's wrong. And so you have a right to ask their badge number. And furthermore, it could be an imposter at your door. You don't know who that is. You don't know who that is that pulled you over. They just had uh, uh, supposedly uh, four or five people uh, rob Kim Kardashian. All of them had on police officer outfits. So you don't know who you're dealing with. You have a you have a right to ask what the badge number is. I have gone outside when they were in front of my house, and I have brought out my cell phone and taken pictures of every last police car license plate number. I'm not shy about this anymore because they are targeting me, and I'm going to report it at some point in my life. Knowing me, I'm going to report it, okay? So you want to make sure the person on the phone knows the badge number and, and, and just hurry up and say, please write this down. I'm being pulled over. Write this down or, you know, record it or whatever. Have that person write this stuff down. Um, badge number, um, the car number, most cars, at least here in California, they have a number on the side, license plate number, and anything else pertinent to what what is happening, okay? Answer the questions of the officers. Don't. Go into great detail, answer the question. Do you realize that you ran the red light? No, sir, I did not. I did not run the red light. Um, what is your name? Renata Murray. What is your address? Give them the address. And then just be quiet because so many TIs just ramble, 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 ramble. Don't do that. That's not good. They will. They will entrap you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what I know from experience. It has happened to me a lot, a lot. I used to go down there. I have police following me, and next thing I know, they're interrogating me. They're asking me, "Well, why? Why would you? Why would you think that this would happen? Why would you think?" And I'm saying, "I don't. I have no idea. This was before I knew I was targeted. I have no idea why they're following me." Well, just if you had to guess, what do you think? this would this would be about. And I said, I don't know. All I know is every time I go to the grocery store, um, security guards are following me around, and I don't know. And Well, why would you think that would be happening? Well, I don't know. I guess they think I steal. Well, me not knowing, when you say something like that, they use that as a confession. Now, still, I don't thank the Lord. I don't have a reason to. But now I know, shut my mouth, because I wasn't down there for that anyway. But I'm just letting you guys know this is how they will set you up, okay? So less is, less is more in the case when dealing with police. Less is more, okay? Answer the question. Be respectful. Ask them, is it okay for me to leave, sir? Can I, can I go? 
Can I go? Because I could think of another time where I was, I called the police on on somebody who was dealing with a family member and things went, went awry. And the police told all of us to have a seat on the ground. And I said, well, wait a minute, hold on. Hold on, I'm the one that called. I'm not. I'm not a suspect here. Okay, I'm. Not. So you have to speak up. You have to speak up. You have to know your rights. They're trying to have me sitting under the tree, like I'm a suspect. I, no, I'm the one that called to get to get this under control here because this was going crazy over here. And then the next thing I know, they're trying to treat me as if I'm a suspect. You see, so you have to know. You have to know how to deal with police. You have to know. And finally, I said, well, you know what? I'm I'm going home, okay? If they want to kill each other tonight, then I'm going to pray for them. Praise the Lord. I'm going home. So he tried to tell me I couldn't leave. I'm like, why Why are you detaining me? Anyway, I, I ended up going home because I spoke up, and I did know my rights with that. But you have to know your rights. You have to know how much to say, and you have to know what not to say, okay? That's the end of that. Or eight, if you would like to speak, and if you have anything to add, because um, they're they're amping it up on the TIs, they're amping it up, and they and they love to pull TIs over, and you just have to be really calm. If you do get pulled over, be calm. That's number one. Be calm. Turn that camera. Turn that camera right towards the street. Make sure you have sound on your camera as well. That's another thing. Make sure the date is correct on your camera because for some reason mine keeps getting off. And upload it. Upload it to YouTube. If there's anything questionable, upload it. I started uploading mine. Okay. Hi, Hart. Hey, Renata. Hey. 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 Go ahead. What I wanted to add, um, I just uh, got pulled over this week. Um, uh, it's, I understand what the, uh, motive is. It's to get, uh, me from driving. It's to take my independence and ability to drive. Um, before they set me up in the last driving offense, which was, uh, a year and a half ago, they stopped me four times in three weeks. So I see the pattern. So I want to, uh, um, warn the other targets that when they pull you over repeatedly like that, it's not just to harass you and ruin your day. They've got an an ultimate motive in in mind. Uh, It serves two purposes from my perspective. It's also to document you in their police database. So there, if you've got any behaviors that they can document, uh, if you act in any capacity that can deem you suicidal or uh, unstable, all of that goes into that stop. And so when they pull you over, they know how many times in that computer you've been pulled over, what the time frame is. And what the and what you were pulled over for? So they already know everything. Um, yeah. Um, and and what they're trying to do is not only document you in their database, but it's also to um, um, further cripple you in your in your mobility. So what they want to do is get you out of the driving system altogether, and and they want to 
It also impacts your uh, finances because if you can't get insurance because of a poor driving record, that automatically takes you out of the game, the driving that's game. Good. That's a good okay. point. So that's so that it's it's multiple reasons why they're doing it and it's very serious. And it also is a part of the smear campaign, is also smart of the discrediting plant campaign because I went from a perfect driver's record. I was a person that had the best insurance, had you know, three luxury cars on a totally affordable insurance policy. Well, why is that? Because I have such a great driver's record until uh, I didn't know I was a target and they kept pulling me over. That's part of my protocol is to pull me over every time I leave my house. So last week I was pulled I just started back driving again. This is how bold the officer was. He saw me. He was waiting for me. He knows where I am at all times. They know where we are. He 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 saw me, and he was parked on the side of the road going the opposite way. He turned around and started following me. So I took a, a route that I normally wouldn't take. But here's another key piece of advice. Pull into an open area if you can at all where there's foot traffic and people around. True, because, very good. Okay, because this stop could have gone a total in a total other direction had I not had the wisdom from God in that moment. To well, let me, let me just say something um, to that before you go on. You are correct. Um, I'm glad you said that. Pull into the most open area possible. However, with that being said, you do have to stop within moments of when they pull you over. So, in other words, you can't drive a mile away just because you – you, you're trying to get to an open area. But you know what I'm saying? I just want to put that out there because I don't want people to be thinking they can just go anywhere because when they pull you over, you don't want to just turn into a high-speed chase. Just pull over. Okay. Well, in my in this case, uh, a grocery store parking lot was convenient. So yes. that's why I tried to pull into – that's why I pulled into there. I pulled into there. The other key piece that saved my life, Renata has said, I was totally calm and in control. I was not argumentative. Holding court on the side of the road is not the time to settle a matter with the police, especially for a targeted individual. That's not the time. Don't argue with them. Let them say this police officer literally lied. He lied and made up a story as he went. And I completely ignored him. The only thing I uh, I said was, and and Renata is so on point with this. Entrapment is another key piece. So I said to him, he he said to me, why were you? Why did you change your mind and get out of the lane instead of turning into the parking lot where you seem to have been headed? I said because you were following me, and if you followed me into the parking lot, that would have been complete evidence that you were following me. And because you were following me, I wanted to ask you why you were following me. Mm-hmm. So, so he said to me in this very calm and uh, evil, uh, low key voice. And why would you think I was following you? I never answered him. I never engaged in any further communication, and I said, thank you very much. What I did okay. was... Okay, okay. So there, let's just stop one, one moment, please. There, there was an entrapment opportunity right there. When he said, 
to heart. Why do you think I was following you? Most TIs will go into this whole long story. Well, because I'm a targeted individual and people follow me everywhere I go, and, and you can find on the Internet where people follow us, and that's the entrapment. That will give him the key and the authority to say, we need to check you out further. Let's just have an evaluation for you. So good good thing you didn't fall into that trap part. I didn't fall into that trap. And the other thing that was most obvious, he was looking for anything, one false move. And see, that's why they follow us around and harass us with the foot traffic and the street theater and all that kind of stuff because what they're looking for is an opportunity for you to be so agitated that you lose it in the moment. I was the complete opposite. I was completely cool. The other thing I did was I immediately got a witness on the phone, and I and I um, kept that person on the phone during the entire duration of the stop. Now, where I've become more enlightened is I've got to get a body camera. I've got, uh, and that will be done this week. I've got to get a body cam and a dash cam and all that stuff so that next time I can quietly document what's going on with some with some uh, media. But the whole thing was that that was a disaster waiting to happen. That I was so grateful to God. I went home in complete thanksgiving. Because that could have gone, he was looking to lock me up. So what they've done now, they've got documented that they've stopped me eight times uh, in a matter of, uh, I don't know, uh, two years. They've stopped me eight times. Now, I've only got one, one time, listen, guys, one time, this was so absurd. A police officer tried to come over into my lane and create an accident, caused me to get into an accident, and he was in an official government vehicle. He tried to make me get into an accident. God was just with me, and I didn't even know I was a target then. That was right before I found out. But I was able to get out of his way, and then he got on his bullhorn and started yelling at me on the bullhorn to scare the living crap out of me. But I was able to get out of the way, and God protected me in that. And so when that went to court, the judge threw it out of court. It was so bizarre. He just threw it out of court because I simply said to the judge, trust me, Your Honor, I am not trying to hit him in my in my car. I, in in my and it was the because the car I had. It was most obvious to the judge she's not trying to get into an accident with you. So he threw it out. The the other thing I wanted to say is that. Um, with they're also looking as part of the entrapment they're also looking to build a case if they've ever gotten you on a DUI offense that's their uh cornerstone that's what they're looking to see have you been to dinner have you had a couple of glasses of wine i'm saying to every target if you can this is the lesson i had to learn i do not ever ever drink wine in public ever do not drink. I don't care if it's a tablespoon. Do not drink and get behind a wheel because they're surveilling you 24-7, and they're looking for that opportunity. And, see, the DUI system is a serious enough driving system where they can get you in the system and then get you in the psych ward through that. So yep. you've, got, you've got to find a way to stay out of the system. But I was totally calm 
and that diffused the entire thing. I went back the next day. I took pictures of the whole thing. I never broke one law. Where I was getting ready to turn, I, I was out in the intersection. I had every right to merge back into traffic when it was safe. I did not cross over any lines. I did not impede any traffic. I didn't do anything that he said he did. And so when I go to court, I'll be able to prove that. At the same time, I called to uh, – they won't let you lodge a formal complaint on paper, but I did file a verbal complaint with his with his supervisor. I, they won't buy me anything, but I wanted it documented that this was a bogus stop and this officer was looking for trouble. Now, here's my argument when I go to court. When the judge asked me, why did I think the officer was following me? I will say to the judge, it's not a matter of him following me. It's a matter of him parked and with his motor off and to see me and to start his motor up and then to turn around to come and get behind me. In the current culture and climate of police activity and road stops now, with people being killed and what have you, I was just being precautionary. So the reason I got out of the lane when it was safe and merged back in the traffic and went to a traffic light to make my turn so that I could turn was to assess was he possibly following me, and if so, to ask him why and, and to see if I had broken any law so that I could correct myself. So that will be my argument that it's in the current climate of what's going on that I was just being respectful, respecting authority, and being precautionary at the same time. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. So sounds I wanted to say to every target out there, just be really careful with driving. It is a privilege, and they're looking to snatch that privilege away as they've done with everything else that affects us. And to uh, don't take the victim mode, take the, the victor's mode, and knowing that you're not doing anything wrong, this is not your fault. We didn't ask for any of this. And we are responding with grace and with with clarity, and we're not reacting out of uh, broken emotions and anger and anything that could further mess the situation up. So just, you know, keep yourself in in a good positive frame of mind if you can so that you can respond on a dime with every situation with these traffic stops and everything else. Because believe me, when we're sleeping, they're cooking up the next scheme for us because they are acting on the spirit of the devil. Very so that's true. What I want to say. Thank you. Thank you for all the good information, Hart. Okay. Uh, somebody in the chat room said something I wanted to read. Who was it? Someone in the chat room, I think it was Life Stolen, but I'm not sure, said that the police have been nothing but nice to them. And, and you know what? That's good. All police are not bad. I definitely don't want to paint them all in a bad light. Um, I just know that a bunch of targets have been getting pulled over lately, and we need to know how to deal with that. But no, there are definitely some good officers out there. Um, I just personally haven't come in contact with too many of them, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. Start eight if you like to speak. Hello? Oh, yeah, this is Brian. 
Hello. Hello? Yes. Hi. Yes. Uh, I have a question. Um, has anyone had the experience of having their brain and their uh, their mind completely overridden and taking and had quick and had the complete control? You know, your phone is um, your phone is not very clear. I'm sorry. Say it again, please. Has anyone had the experience of having their brain and body completely overrun, completely uh, controlled? I go through that all the time. You know, someone else referred to it as, you know, I guess, it's part of the remote neural monitoring. But they, uh, you know, I feel like I'm being run all the time. You know, I don't know by by a computer or what, but I've had my brain and body completely overrun and controlled many, many, many times. Okay, so Brian's question is: Has anyone had experience with their mind and their body being completely controlled um, through the remote neural monitoring? I, I, explain. How does that happen for you? I mean, you know, they 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 they've uplifted my um my memory and put it onto a computer or something. I don't have a memory; they just feed it back to me. I read they did that a long time ago. They can do that. I read that a long time ago. I think it was Max H. Williams' book, uh, Silent Massacre. And they literally, you know, have taken my memory. I feel like a, a puppet. You know, uh, Mary Lamont refers to me you know, as a puppet. Someone else referred to as transhumanized. Someone else said you're, you're half, you know, half machine, half human. And so, um, you know, I've been completely out of control, you know. Um, and uh, I don't know, uh, I mean, you know, Sometimes I feel like I'm out in public, I'm fine, but I'm being controlled all the time and nobody knows it. I'm a human puppy, nobody understands that, no one sees it, you know, and it's very, very frightening. And uh, I've also had the fear put through me, you know, that I got off my medicines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and so I am going through it, you know. And, uh, you know, T.I. Norman says to me, that, well, that's what they do, you know, they're tapping into the fact you got off your medicines. And I have to be in the system for 36 years. I got off my medicines, and they took me, et cetera, et cetera. And they can put your consciousness onto a computer. You know? So it's very frightening, you know. I mean, if they can uh, take your consciousness and put it onto a computer, and one day you'll be dead, but your consciousness will go on and on forever suffering. You know, so, you know, I feel abandoned by everybody, but that's what I go through. Mm-hmm. It goes on 24-7. Well, if anybody has any um, feedback or or um, know any solutions for Brian, who feels like his whole body and mind is being controlled, uh, please call or please um, press star eight, I should say, and uh, give him advice if you guys have any. I'm sorry that's happening to you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have the feeling this is all, uh, you know, uh, coming from God. I have no God. I have no connection to God. I have no higher power. I haven't had for years and years and years and years, you know. And, um, you know, I've had rabbis abandon me, family abandon me, you know, uh, healers abandon me. And, that, that's uh, all part of the targeting. Most TIs have that story. That That is part of, of the targeting. They try to uh, isolate the target. It's all based on smear campaigns and all of that, which I'm sure you know. Um, but okay. most of us have had people to uh, uh, disassociate themselves with us. Even, like you say, rabbis, most targets will tell you church members, families, friends, coworkers, neighbors, and it goes on and on. 
That's part of the program. It's beyond terror. It's beyond terror when they're literally overriding your brain, overriding your brain waves, overriding your body, and literally walking you around like you have no control of your whole being. You know, it's it's, it's terrorizing. Have you tried any shielding? I don't know much about shielding, but I'm sure you can find I, I try, I'm, No, I, I, I use magnets. Then they have such power over me, they silly, can, you know, really take the magnets off my head. You know, I have to get shielding. It was recommended to me the other day. I have to go out on Amazon and get some shielding. That was, that was recommended to me. You know? And this morning, you know, I got a, a special CD from David, uh, Dave Case. And, you know, in, uh, you know on, the, on the thing for tinnitus, he referred to like 20, he said, this, you know, like, you know, for like, you know, Psalm 26 or something. All I know, it was nothing but cacophonous, loud, uh, you know, sounds. I put in my ears, you know, to stop the tinnitus, I'm hearing voices like I can't even believe. You know, maybe, maybe that's the way it's supposed to work. I don't know. I, I don't know if it, was, if it was sounds or songs. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying my hardest. Well, never give up. You have to keep trying. Um, do you do any kind of meditation or? No, that, that's long gone. That's long gone. I, have, I don't have control of my brain. I have no. I don't have any thoughts or anything. My thoughts are completely taken over. Yeah, but you still have to continue to try. Now, you mentioned tinnitus. Uh, the the Earth's frequency that works for me with the tinnitus. If I go to YouTube and pull up the Earth's frequency, mm-hmm. that that helps a lot with the tinnitus. So yeah. um, I know you feel completely taken over. I don't doubt that at all, but you still should never give up. I, I'm alone. I don't have the support. I'm, you know, people say don't listen to the voices. That's just really impossible. They're overtaking your whole brain, you know. But you have to keep fighting. You can't just say, okay, so you're doing this. I'm just going to just lay down and take it. You, you have to keep fighting. I'm doing the best I can do, you know. You know some yeah. of people play with my mind all the time. Some I think other TIs play with my mind all the time. One TI, you know, told me he is playing with me. You know, I mean, my, my, some of my, my biggest mind is TIs. They're playing with my mind all the time. I get the perp TIs too, so I know what you mean about that. And, yeah. And, that you know, that's a shame that uh, even in the community people target one another, but they do. They do. I'm sorry. Well, I, I hope I hope someone uh, says something that that will help you today. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I appreciate it. You know, I mean, yeah, I was told by uh, you know, that I was abused. You know, and uh, and uh, now this happened. You know, abuse going up. You know, people said that, and now I'm a victim of all, of all this. You know, it's always been now. It's always my fault. You know, it's very painful. Thank you for listening. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. I, I really hope that that you hear something that can help you. Um, I don't know if you have a relationship with God, but if you don't, try to get one because that will um, definitely. Our faith is pretty much all we have, you know, and we have to continue in the faith and strengthen our faith along the way, and and just stay in the fight. Hello, Vermont. Um, well, I was going to say about the um, the police database. 
it doesn't necessarily, it can be separate and apart from the DMV. Um, they set me up here in Vermont early on. They've been, they've tried to have me institutionalized since 2007 and to no avail so far. Um, but they had someone in the neighborhood who was just, you know, a low life report to a police officer on the street that I was stalking him. The police officer pulled me over, made a phone call, hung up and started screaming at me, aren't you supposed to be on taking your medication going on and on and on? And so what I'm telling people is they are able to, I don't take medication and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a sound mind. Anyway, they can, at least the ones that are doing this to me, they can access any electronic system, including the, um, the police database, and just put false information in there. No, they didn't get away with it, but they tried. So I mean, mm. it's unbelievable. They can access any any database. Yes, it's disgusting. Any electronic. It's the same thing with my um, with my hospital medical record. They accessed that and completely falsified it with the same rigmarole. You know, she needs to be on medication and just a bunch of nonsense. So people should also be aware of that. You probably are, but if you're not, you are now. Yes. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, you guys, give me one moment because I need to hang up and call back in. All right, I'm back. Okay, so we'll be ending in a few minutes. We'll take these last three calls. Hello? Hey, yeah, it's me. I was just saying because, you know, I forgot to tell you was I noticed that the police are coming over here a lot. Well, not over here for me. But I noticed that they came over one time when I had it out with my neighbor. They've actually been pretty nice to me. And they see me wearing a magnet and everything, and, and it's like they just look at I know they have a conversation when they leave here. But that's good. That That's to the point that not all police officers are bad, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Like they, they were, uh, there was two of them, they were just sitting here, and I was just waiting because, you know, it kind of looked, it's metal and it's big, and I'm kind of waiting, you know, because they considered their police officers that they were asked what is that big old metal thing that she got on her leg. You know, is that a gun or what? You know, you expect some kind of question, right? They ain't asking nothing. I told them, matter of fact, I couldn't wait to tell them. I said, if you're just wondering, I just wanted to let you know that this is a rare earth magnet that I'm wearing. (laughs) 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 They still didn't have any questions, though, but it felt good to get that out. 
It's not a crime. Because I know what it says in their computer about me. Yes, I'm pretty sure we're all in your computer. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lola. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was just thinking about there's a guy on YouTube who shows that he says he gets a lot of police harassment. He's in another country. I can't remember where. But he was saying how one of the tactics they do on him, the police, is that they will uh, run towards him, like a bunch of them will run towards him, but he knows to just stay calm because he didn't do anything. So he'll just stay he'll just stay still. But he said he realized that that is designed for him to take off running, and then they'll have a reason to you know to stop him or to tackle him or whatever. And he said it also makes it look like he's some kind of um, um, threat or something, or he's some kind of criminal because he constantly has these police running in his direction. So if that ever happens to you, you know that that's just a tactic and just remain calm. It may not happen exactly that way, but remain calm. Hello? Marilyn? I'm sorry. I always have to go and unmute myself from my phone. But um, I wanted to mention this Adenog device um, that I found online, and basically um, it, it is very useful for uh, securing your door while you're in the um, house. And so <laughs> for myself, I mean, I think that most TIs experience um, illegal entries in and out of their home. And so for me, um, Folks were coming in, I was being injected, I've had, you know, an implant put in my arm, I've had a biopsy done, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all of this done in my home while I was in the apartment sleep or under their, you know, whatever it is they do to put you in a state of unconsciousness. Um, anyway, since I got that Adenox, and it's a really compact device, um, it doesn't require a whole lot or anything, but it is very, very effective. Um, I purchased a two-pack on Amazon for less than 40 bucks, and um, it, one part of it is metal. The other part is, like, rubber, um, and it just works like a charm. With, with that in place, um, no one can ram the door or, or do anything, basically, to get in. Well, that's been my experience. And so since then, um, you know, it's just like I can put my head off on at night and not have to worry about anyone coming into my home doing anything to me, not having to worry about anyone um, contaminating my food or any of that stuff. You know, they can't get in to bother anything at night um, or, you know, while I'm in their sleep. And so um, what was I going to say? It's also, you can use it on any door. So you can use it on internal doors or external doors. You can also use it when you travel. So I take it with me, you know, if I'm staying in a hotel or whatever the case may be, even if I'm staying at a friend's house, someone's house or something, um, I use that, that Adelok and I do not have it. You know, it's like I'm able to lay down and go to sleep in peace or to a certain degree anyway. Thank you. And I actually looked that up after you told me about that when we were on the phone the other day. And mm-hmm. um, that looks real good. I'm going to get one. I like it because you can you can take it off 
and use it somewhere else, and you don't have to put holes in your in your door or anything. Yeah, it's it's so really. And you brought up a good point. If you uh, find yourself staying in a hotel or anything, it is it is a really good idea to have, like, an extra security lock for your door. And even if you're not staying in a hotel, but particularly if you are, um, it's a good idea to have something like that. So how do you spell that for everybody listening? Um, it's A-D-D-A-L-O-C-K. Um, it's kind of all one word. Um but, yeah, if you just Google it, um, I know that Amazon sells it. Um, probably other people do as well. And when someone was mentioning earlier about, you know, friends and relatives and blah, 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 because I pretty much had everyone turned against me, um, I already know that when I go certain places, so if I do visit a family member or a friend, you know, people that I used to be really close with, I still know that I can't fully trust them. And so it is very beneficial to me to be able to still use that lock. You know, should I stay someplace overnight, I can put that lock on the door and, like I said, be able to go to sleep with some sense of peace. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you for that information. And, and that reminds yeah. me that I had said we were going to start sharing useful information. So you're the first, and thank you very much. No problem. Very good thank information. You. I'm going to get one of those. And after you told me about it um, last week, I realized I had just placed an order on Amazon, and then I talked to you. So now I have to wait till I place my next order. Thank you very much. Hello? Oh, yeah. Hey, Renata. It's hey, Lauren again. Hi. Um, before all this targeting, I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't love nor hate the police, but my sister and I have been targeted horrible by them. Now I don't have a profanity word, but I consider them surgical rejects, you know. I just, no. But I'm so glad that you gave some ideas, and I'm going to order that body cam. Because um, they are just tools, a, a part of this program, money or whatever. And some of them really are sadistic. They enjoy what they do to us. You know, I don't know if any other TIs have experienced that like I have. They are really, some of them are very, very sadistic. They enjoy it, if you know what I mean. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, uh, thank you, Lauren. Um, and the body cams are not only to catch police activity, but it can catch some of your targeting. And it can deter some of your targeting because when people know that they're being filmed for their bad behavior, and especially if they know that you're the type that's not afraid to expose it, which I'm not, I used to be, but I'm not anymore, um, that you will throw it on YouTube or whatever. I do believe that these uh, perps, that they get they get in trouble if they, if they get their pictures uh, show up on social media and, and online and different places like that. So um, it, it's just a good idea. If you have uh, young people in your life, teach them how to use their their cameras and tell them not to be afraid. And, again, you don't want to be all up in people's face and you don't want to be paranoid with the camera and everybody's after you. But those things that are uh, camera worthy, you definitely should try to capture some of that. And that's how you pick up patterns, too, because you're, you're able to see it as you're, you're taping some of that stuff. And it doesn't all have to be um, video, by the way. It could be still pictures as well. Hello? Hi, this is Ruth again. Hi, Ruth. Hi. I just wanted to say for Brian, um, just don't give up hope 
don't lose yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you, I've gone down, you know, deep enough that it became really difficult for me to meditate or pray or anything. But if you can just find, if you can't meditate, then like listen to nature sounds or something for an hour. Just find whatever, whatever gives you hope, pursue that. Thank you, thank you for uh, for that, Ruth. Yeah, thank. And and you are you are you are right. Um, like Brian Sue was saying, that you have to if you put something in both of your ears, it will create your own. I forget what he called that, but you kind of create your own environment, and they can't really get through that. So try to keep something. You can do wind chimes. You can do nature sounds, like Ruth was saying. You can do. I like uh, the sounds of the ocean. Um, you can do different binary beats. There's a lot of things, and you can get all that stuff on YouTube for free. You can just listen to some enjoyable music. Just don't give up. Like Ruth was saying, do not give up at all. Don't don't give up. Don't let them think that they have you defeated, no matter what they're doing in your head, no matter what they're doing to your body. Um, I think all of us have stories about, you know, the way our bodies are feeling and and how they try to project voices in your head and all of that, but we're still not giving up. We're still not giving up. I'm not giving up, and I hope you don't either. They love it when we give up. It makes their job easier. We don't want to do that. Okay. So coming to a close here, let me give you guys a bit of motivation. Um, This comes from The Daily Motivator by Ralph Marston on greatday.com. And it is titled, All the Possibilities. You may not be able to move forward in the way you planned, so move forward some other way. You may be prevented from going in the direction you intend, yet there are plenty of other positive directions in which you can go. Don't allow yourself to see the obstacles as excuses. See them as opportunities. Planning is important, but the plan is not the achievement. If the plan doesn't bring the progress you seek, put your positive energy into another approach. You absolutely can live the fulfilling life you wish to live. Open yourself to all the possibilities, not just the ones you originally imagined. Flexibility, creativity, enthusiasm, and commitment will get you there. This is an idea time to put them all to work for you. I love this. I love this. I love, um, I'm always looking for motivation online, but I really love the Daily Motivator. This one right here is good because basically what he's saying is we plan our lives. Most of us plan our lives. We say we're going to go to college, we're going to get married, we're going to have kids, we're going to get a house, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, whatever, whatever, okay? But in the case of a target, a monkey bitch has been thrown in there. Kind of Got us off our track. So what he's saying here is if the plans that you have for yourself didn't pan out, that's okay. Just move around it. Go in another direction. Think. Find yourself thinking of other positive directions you can go in. If there's an obstacle, go under it. Go over it. Go around it. There are other opportunities. The way we plan our life is not necessarily the way God planned it. The Bible says 
not our will, but his will be done in our life. So we have to figure out what, or pray and ask God, what is his perfect will for our life. This is, this is, this is where we find ourselves. I mean, what can I say? We are targeted. I do not have a magic pill. I wish I did. I take it myself. But as I was just saying, we cannot give up. We have to go around, go under, go underneath, whatever we have to do to continue to live our life as fulfilling as it possibly can be. Amen? Amen. I like this one. I'm going to put this in the um, chat room for you guys. And you'll find that and other good motivation on uh, greatday.com. All right, if no one has anything else to say, well, actually, I will open it up for a few minutes. Keep your uh, backgrounds quiet, please. Mute yourself if you don't want to be unmuted. And we'll just leave it uh, for a few minutes before we close, okay? If anybody would like to close in prayer, you can do that. New York, you wanted to be unmuted? Hello? All right. Everybody is unmuted or about to be unmuted. So if you'd like to say something, go right ahead. Hi, Renata. Hi. Hey, 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 I agree with what you said, there, that, that, uh, that words of wisdom you just read there. Uh-huh. Because, see, that's the way it is, man. It, uh, I, well, for me, it ain't never been my way. It's always been Yahweh. And so what I do, I just take the path of least resistance. I might not be able to do something else. I might be blocked. But then I, I find out God will show me a way to do something else. You got to learn how to take the path of least resistance. Because sometimes mm-hmm. what you're trying to do, it, it might be a blessing, i.e., Sometimes you get ready to drive down the road and it's a traffic jam or something or are you late or something, it might be God saving you from a car wreck or something. You see what I'm saying? Right. So you just gotta look at everything as positive. I I had to flight a few uh and uh I was glad I did. I caught the next flight. You know what I mean? So sometimes you just gotta uh go with the flow. And don't think everything. Some, some, excuse is, me, excuse me, Israel. Someone mute your background, please. Somebody has talking in the background, please. Mute your background. Okay, well that ain't me, but uh, no, I know that's how you got. To, that's how you got to be sometimes, man. You know, sometimes we might think, oh, I want to do this, but uh, something happened not allow you to do something. God could be saving your life to have you do something else or take a different road or something. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. So you got to always look at these lemons and to find the lemonade in it. You look at the blessing, the, the blessing from the lesson. So right. I, I look at it this way. I was unable to go to work this week. Uh, so I look at it this way. God trying to set me down, let me know, do some studying and reading. I found out that it's the high holy days where we're supposed to uh, thank God for the harvest. You know, like harvest time in the summer when all the vegetables and stuff grow. And so mm-hmm. people, uh, the people of Israel, this was the time of this year when the harvest come in, and we had the feast of the harvest of the tabernacle. So we ain't supposed to do nothing but praise God. I figured it out why why I couldn't go to work this week. That God mm-hmm. was showing me. You see what I'm saying? 
So right. that's just the way I look at it. You just got to study and analyze. If you can't do something, maybe God trying to show you something, to just chill and be still for a minute. You see what I'm saying? Well, and you know what, to your point, uh, a couple of weeks ago, you guys know I had the shingles, and I was off work for a whole week, and I was getting a little bit down about that because I don't have any vacation time. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm not getting paid for this whole week. And then I realized, you know what, this is God's way of giving you a break from that workplace harassment. Thank thank the Lord. Thank the Lord that's that right. you're not here. You know, so we have to, like you said, always try to turn the negative into a positive and always find a gratitude moment. That's right. Make that paradigm different and flip the script. Saying that because the pot, when you negative, that's a low frequency uh, against man against man, a woman against woman. That's sideways. But that plus is is that God light shining positive vibration down on top of that uh, uh, minor sign that turned into a plus. See, you see what right. Anyway, I let somebody else talk. I don't like to be talking too much. There, uh, peace and blessing. Y'all stay strong. Thank you. Y'all stay strong. This day of atonement. Praise God. Thank you. You stay strong too. Okay. Anyone else? Go ahead. You want to say something? We're gonna close. If you want to say something, say it now. Okay. So I want to, I'll just give this lady's information for those of you who were not here at the very beginning. Um, I mentioned that there is a lady who is looking for someone to uh, type up a humanitarian statement for her. She is a Moor, and I don't know much about the Moors. I think they have denounced their citizenship, and they have their own thing going on. You guys probably already know about the Moors. Um, I mentioned she is a Moor. Um, She said that she has most of everything for this humanitarian statement written down already. Um, But because of her targeting, she has a a hard time gathering her thoughts, so she needs help with that. And uh, she said the final product will be about one one to two pages. And as I said already, she has most of it. She just needs somebody to help her to gather her thoughts and get it down. Um, I don't know, email, I guess. I'm I'm not sure. Um, she would like someone who has a little bit of knowledge about humanitarian statements. I think that that's something simple as doing a Google search to just kind of figure out what that is. So if you have, if you know how to type, which most of us do because we're online, so you probably know how to type. Um, she did mention that she may be willing to pay a little, and she said may. She used the word may. Um, so I don't know. I don't know the lady. Someone who I do trust referred her to me. Um, she seemed like a nice lady. Uh, again, I don't know if she's willing to pay $0.02 cent or $2,000. I don't know. I don't know if she's willing to pay at all. But she used the word may. So don't come back saying we're not a <laughs> Send me to somebody who, you know, because I don't know the lady. I'm just telling you I don't know her. Um, but if you are interested, just send me an email, and I will forward your information to her so that she can call you. She said it will be one to two pages, so that doesn't sound like a lot to me. Okay? All right. That is it for me. And my email address is remu2 at hotmail.com. And, you know, if you even think you're interested, you can always call her and find out the details. And if it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. But, you you know, if you think you're interested in helping her, then uh, I'll put you in touch with her, okay? All right. That's it for me. 
Anybody, anything? All right. Have a blessed week, everybody. You too. Thank you guys next week. All right. Thank you. Bye. God bless. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.